Welcome to another episode of the On The Clock NFL Draft Podcast. I'm Shannon, here with Damien and Eugene. How are you guys doing today? I'm good. I'm Chilling. I'm, I'm great. Uh, just got some Subway, so I'm full. <laughs> you ready to go sleep. <laughs> Listen, man, I was, I was hungry, bro. I was sitting in here playing with my little man, playing with, uh, with my newborn. I was like, yo, I, I have not eaten. Um, and I looked at the clock, and it was like 7.30. I was like, whew. Ain't too many options that's going to be quick enough for me. So I just right. rode down to the subway, got something real quick and easy, came back. Scar- I legit scarfed that down before we got online. Mm. I think Are Shannon you caught me. Shannon, you caught me like right after I finished. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, you'll be sleep soon. Facts. Um, yeah. So today we're going to talk about um, the quarterback cluster of the NFL draft with Barrow, Tua, and Herbert. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of a hot topic today, so we can get into that. Yeah. And then we'll also grade the 2019 NFL draft, the first round. Um, just say how the players did based on their first year. Um, as the guys, as we said before the show, we're not putting anybody in the Hall of Fame and we're not calling anybody a bus. No. It's just based off of one year and our opinions based on what we saw. Uh, but we can start with um, the quarterback controversy a little bit. I so might they... call somebody a bus, though. <laughs> it's just, I might. <laughs> So, Damian, where are you with um, Tua and Justin Herbert and Beryl? So, for me, I – not granted. I know the, the hip injury really hurt Tua, and a lot of people have Tua behind Burrow because of it. And, of course, Burrow was, is the reigning Heisman. He won a national championship. And all these different accolades. But for me, I like to look at – kind of – I'll put it into a rap or musical aspect. You have a guy that comes in, puts out a bomb album once. He's built. He's been in the game for about three or four years, you know, whatever the case may be. But he puts out only one bomb album. Then you got a guy like Kendrick Lamar who puts out classic after classic, or puts out, you know, just drops fire every album. You want to go with consistency when you say who's the best rapper. So for mm-hmm. me, when I look at it, I've got Tua number one because with Tua for the past two seasons, and I know a lot of people bring up, okay, he had the ankle and the knee. And my response to them was, well, with the ankle and the knee, he set records at Alabama. He mm-hmm. was still held, he still he was still killing it. He still led them to the to the um to the championship and to the playoffs. And mm-hmm. so for me, I just have to I, I'm like, no, I, I get it. And, and the hip is the more concerning thing. Yes. A lot of people compa- you know, was compared to the Bo Jackson thing. He did not have yeah. the, the leakage of blood in his hip, things that Bo Jackson dealt with which caused infection and everything else. He mm-hmm. didn't have all that. And, of course, as you, as people saw, I think it was last week or, the, uh, or that last weekend, past weekend, um, you know, he posts up the videos of him throwing and dropping back, showing that the yeah. hip looks good. He looks, the hip is working. You know, he, he looks nice and clean and crisp. So, for me, I have two at number one because I, I, I like to go with longevity. Um, I got Burrow at number two, and I have Herbert at three. And I'll be out of those three, because I'm not going to lie to you, I am a believer of Jordan Love as well. Um, I know that he didn't have the best 2019, but I look at the fact that he lost 10 out of his, 10 out of his 11 starters. That's like telling Patrick Mahomes, like, hey, we're going to take the other 10 guys from around you and put 10 brand new guys and a new mm-hmm. head. Like, that's no, that's too much for any guy uh, to, to overcome usually. So for me, I got, I got uh, Tua, Burrow, and Herbert. Herbert is, he is hanging on at number three for me. Huh. What do yeah. you think, Eugene? 
I got I got two of one, uh, Burrow two and Herbert three. Uh, for me, Tua, uh, if if the hip is right, if everything is healthy, he's just you know he's the uh, the better quarterback. I've seen it. I mean, like a couple years ago, you seen it when he came in in that national mm-hmm. championship game. He just he got it. He yep. like you look you like okay, I'm looking at a legit quarterback. You can see it right from the rip. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, you know he's poised in the pocket. He makes good decisions. He got a strong enough arm. He's accurate. He's got he checks all the boxes as mm-hmm. all the draft guys say. He checks all the boxes. Yeah. And same thing with uh Herb. I mean, same thing with uh Burrow. It's not a lot of separation between Tua and uh Joe Burrow, but uh, Tua's a little bit more physically gifted, I say arm talent wise, than Joe Burrow is. Not by much. Again, it's not a lot of separation between those two. But but Gerald Joe Burrow does a lot of special things as well. I was looking at Justin Jefferson from twenty eighteen. And I had to stop looking at Justin Jefferson because I was watching Joe Burrow. He's this is 2018. Nobody was talking about him. He's sitting there looking off the deep safety and throwing a, a corner route to the side. I'm like, yo, that's legit stuff right there. You can't even get Jared Goff to do that. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> and it's and it, and I'm like, yo, they, they like they they're coaching these kids up so well nowadays. And that's true. but it's just and it's just a testament to how good they are as prospects. Um, mm-hmm. Justin Herbert, I like what he is physically. He's a big kid. He's a mobile kid. He's got a rocket for an arm. I mean, physically, you know, he's everything you want in a quarterback. I think on the mental side, he needs more development. It's going to take him a little bit longer. I think uh, starting off early in his career, he's going to need somebody like a Sean McVay in his ear saying, like, look out for this, look out for that, look out for this, and you might want to throw the ball over there. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to see all of that. I don't think he's going to process all of that information uh, right off the bat. He probably will get it uh, sooner or later, but I don't think he's going to do that right off the bat. But And he, he probably doesn't have to because he has his mobility to rely on. But uh, just for just for the simple purposes, if I'm picking between the three, I'm picking two of first, and then I'm picking Joe Burrow second. I agree with you both. Um, I don't even need to say the same same thing, ex- exact same thing. But I'm only going to talk about Tua because I watched him the most. Like, everybody knows I always sound like a casual college fan because I don't have a team that I root for. So I tune into teams based on a certain player. And Tua made me want to watch Alabama games. He made mm-hmm. me want to see what time they were coming on, what channel they were going to be on because I wanted mm-hmm. to see him play. With Joe Barrow, it was more or less – it's like you say, he's special too. So it's not like I'm saying he's not good. But I didn't get to see as much of him as I did with Tua. So yeah. I can't put him over Tua. The only knock for Tua at this point is his injuries, right? Mm-hmm. And the injuries actually might work out well for him and his career in the NFL because he might fall in the draft for that reason. So that means he'll probably go to a better team, a better, better team. team that mm-hmm. will probably build around him or a team that might not rush him into playing right now. Um so I think he should – he's the number one quarterback to me, but I don't think he's going to go number one because I think people are going to be scared of the hip injury, which is understandable uh, because I watched, like, Dennis Pitta, his hip injury, you know, tore his career up. Oh, yeah. You know, he yeah. had – he had, and, and that was one of Joe Flacco's favorite seconds. Very, very talented. Oh, and then, yeah. and then even, even when he came back, he had another hip injury. So those, oh, those are, that's nothing to play with. And I hope that wherever Tua goes, he has the time to rest. Like I don't want, I don't want him to go somewhere where they need him to play right now. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Completely agree with you. And I, I want to throw out some things because so, when it comes down to 
like Justin Herbert, right? So for me, Justin Herbert, let's look at some of these numbers that I have. Deep passing yards, right? So well, first off, let me go to his actual stats for the season. Justin Herbert threw for, he was uh, 285 completions to 432 attempts, 66 uh, completion percentage. Threw for over 3,400 yards, you know, 3,456, 32 touchdowns, six interceptions, right? Th- mm. Those are good numbers. Face value on surface, but I like mm-hmm. to dig, I, I love to dig deeper because the stats on the surface don't tell you what's going on yeah. underneath. Right, right. So, mm-hmm. uh, so when I dig deeper into his stats, right, 874 of his passing yards were deep passing yards. Okay, that's good. Mm-hmm. Ranked 35th in the league, in the nation. Um, but 728 of his passing yards were from screens. To me, that's alarming. Very gimmicky offense. Now, he had, a, mm-hmm. he, had, he had a good offensive line. He, you know, he wasn't pressured much. He was pressured on less than 23% of his dropbacks. You know, he had average time to throw was almost 2.5, almost two and a half seconds. So he had time to get the ball out. Almost, tell you, you know, you know creeping up towards three, um, which is good for a quarterback. Here, when I look at his completion percentage stat-wise, for passes downfield and so forth and so on. So I'll, I'll start underneath. From zero to nine yards, he's money. 131 attempts, 96 completions, three touchdowns. He had two picks or whatever the case may be, right? Now, passes 10 yards to 19 yards, 107 attempts, 59 completions. He had nine touchdowns, two interceptions. So it's not, you know, he's not turnover. He's it's not okay, turnover yeah. prone. You know, the turnover prone guy. Then I get to, you know, the 20 plus yards downfield 69 yeah. attempts 27 completions he did have 12 touchdowns and two he, he had two intercepts so he was able to up the ante when it came down to his touchdowns going 20 yards deep but when i look at the completion percentage that bothers me now granted of course 20 yards downfield is a more riskier throw but again uh-huh. when you also when you yeah. look at the fact that he only took 69 attempts only 69 mm. attempts, 20 yards or more downfield. It could have been a 20-yard pass, 21-yard pass. Still, yeah. it's only 69. That shows that there is a – when I, one thing I, I look at for a quarterback is does he trust what he sees? And a lot of times we saw Joe Burrow and even Tua. when they, that Listen, that LSU-Alabama game this year will always mm-hmm. be, for me, a classic of the 2019 season. Those mm-hmm. two quarterbacks, two were off the ankle surgery, coming yep. in, going blow for blow. Yeah, he, mm-hmm. he, he was down early. He was down early, but after halftime, they kicked, they kicked it into high gear, and that offense started humming. If the mm-hmm. defense could have given him a little bit of help. If Trayvon mm-hmm. Diggs wasn't getting dug into the – if Jamar Chase wasn't digging Trayvon Diggs' grave all game. What? You, you, exactly. He was working that young man. Um, yep. You know I thought Jamar saying? Chase got a vicious body count. Oh yeah, he, yo, Jamar Chase mm-hmm. got bodies, bodies on top mm-hmm. of bodies. Um, now Jamar Chase is gonna have to keep adding bodies next year for me to put him, yeah. keep him at wide receiver one. Because if you fall off the oh, mat yeah. without Joe Burrow, mm, uh, you're saying that says a um, lot. That says a lot. Uh, but still, <laughs> he got a body count, so he he worked mm-hmm. a lot of quality corners. And for me, I think that was you know in that game I saw a lot from Tua. A lot of people was like, "Oh, he's not tough. He can't perform against good defenses, or good against against good teams." And he went drive for drive, touchdown uh-huh. for touchdown, score for score. And like I said, yeah. it's just one stop, one or two stops 
by yep. Alabama's defense, and Alabama wins that game. Joe Burrow probably still wins the Heisman, but he's not the in, in the national championship game. So right. it, it changes a lot of things, right? So mm-hmm. for me, um, you know, when I saw the when I saw the throws downfield in tight coverage, those big time throws, those wild throws, those that's mm-hmm. an NFL throw. You don't mm-hmm. see that from Justin Herbert. If the guy doesn't have three steps on him downfield, a lot of times he's not pulling the trigger. Not throwing. And that's the problem. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't being want a guy safe. to be – Yeah, he's being safe, but he's being too safe. And as we talked mm-hmm. about uh, pre-show, it, it's, the, it's the fact of the matter how the, those type of decisions can win you a game or lose you a game. It's exactly. different when you're up seven and it's three minutes left and it's third and 15 and you know that you got to try and get the ball downfield. If you if you make a throw and it's not, it's incomplete, you punt the ball and your defense holds. It's not a bad. It doesn't seem like a bad decision, right? Mm-hmm. But when you make that throw and you miss it, that de- your defense goes on the field and get torched all the way downfield. Now it's a exactly. tie game. Now you gotta put mm-hmm. on your best Tom Brady or Peyton Manning and say and we gotta, gotta go into. You got to It's on you now. So it's like yeah. those decisions can win or lose games. We saw that in mm-hmm. the Super Bowl, guys. Um, Pat Mahomes, he does, mm-hmm. he does. There's no throw he doesn't care that he doesn't think he can make, and he yeah. made two huge throws oh in, my that, God. in that game. Throws that I don't believe Justin Herbert would have made. He wouldn't have even mm. pulled the trigger. The, the Sammy Watkins is the one that to me is more evident. Sammy Watkins beats Richard Sherman. He stacks him. He gets about two, maybe two and mm-hmm. a half yards. I don't think Justin Herbert pulls the trigger on that throw. And not only do I not think he pulls the trigger, if he does pull the trigger, that is a tricky throw because you got to either throw it over the right shoulder where it leads him, Uh he gets two feet down, and he can either keep up the sideline or go out of bounds, or you lead him away from the safety Uh but upfield to where he goes under it, and he then walks in for a touchdown. Uh Yeah. You got to take into account Sherman's limb. Exactly. So Justin Herbert, to me, he's an over-processor. So he's he's looking mm. at everything, and it's like he's trying to calculate during in the moment what's going on. Like, how, can I make this? And yeah. it's just he's gun shy. And for me, he wants it to be perfect, and it's exactly, not going to be perfect. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's and that you know, no pun intended, is a perfect explanation. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he does well, want things to be perfect. Let me ask you guys this, and this is not anything about those those three, but. You know, I have a soft spot for um, for From Jake From. Oh God! Mm-hmm. And for Jalen for Jalen Hurts, right? <laughs> now, oh, God. I do, <laughs> and I, and I, because I, I like I like From because I saw him on a quarterback QB one show. So I watched him on. I like all of the quarterbacks that I saw. I'll be trying to follow their college career and see what happens. So I was kind of like rooting for him from the side because of that, but also like Jalen Hurts because I like what he went through, what he kind of overcame, and you know what he was able to do this year as well. I mean, what do you guys think? I know they won't be first-round draft picks, but what do you think is a fair comparison currently in the league for both of them, like Jake Fromm and Jalen Hurts? Uh, I'll, uh. I'll, I'll start with Jake Fromm. Well, no, I'll start with Jalen. Because I already know. I, first of all, I already know. Eugene is <laughs> Eugene. <laughs> you I, like I know how this is going to go with him. So I'll tell you right now. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. So for me... I, listen, and I was, I was, I was just, I was there where I, I, I really was not feeling hurt. And now I watch Hurts all the way from his beginning at Alabama. When he was at Alabama, when I tell you the disgust I had watching <laughs> the Alabama <laughs> offense, mm. Calvin, Calvin Ridley, 
was is one of my was one of my favorite receivers in college football. Mm-hmm. He easily could have had 13, 14, 1,500 yards receiving off of his yes. skill set alone. But because of Jalen Hurts' inability to get him the ball downfield, it, it, it just it hindered that offense. It was all it was all run game, his legs and him improvising. But it wasn't enough of can you drop back and win with your arm because he couldn't. And like we talked about with Herbert, if it wasn't perfect, if Cal really wasn't beating his guy by four yards, Jalen Hurts was like, "F that, bro, I'm not throwing it. Like <laughs> I'm a run." So, but I saw the I saw the progression. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw that like his last year in Alabama, uh, when he came in. You know, his, his throwing motion was a little more fluid. Um, you know, working with Dan Enos and, and, and those and the QB coaches at Alabama, you know, just putting in the work he was able to put in while he was still there shows his work ethic and he wants to be great. Similar, mm-hmm. I, I'll put it in a, in a way similar to Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson knew he wasn't the most accurate quarterback coming into that draft. He knew mm-hmm. that those guys ahead of him outside of Josh Allen were better passers than him and more accurate. But he knew, I can get better at this. I can work on my footwork. I can get better at reading defenses. And he bet on himself. And mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts is doing the same thing. So watching him in, in, in Oklahoma is a total – It's a the offense is different, first off. You know, right. a lot of uh, kind of easy pitching catches. Um, and, but, but that's what I was going to say about the offense. Do you think that – like seeing him last year, I, it looked like he could run a different type of offense. Mm-hmm. So do you put that on Nick Saban? Like could they have done something different for him when he was in Alabama? Somewhat. I would say somewhat. Yeah, Lane Kiffin – what Lane Kiffin did, because he Lane Kiffin was coaching, running the offense uh, before he left to go to I think FIU or FAU, wherever he went to. Mm-hmm. Um, he 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 designed the offense directly around what Jalen Hurts did best. Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. early on, he just was not an accurate quarterback, and his like his like I always talk about TTA, touch timing anticipation. And at Alabama, he had even now he has good touch on the on the football. He throws a good football down the field. Um, he kind of lobs it. It's more, it's kind of like a lob. It's like it's just he just kind of throws it to a spot and hopes his guy can go get it rather than dropping back, reading his guy in the break and letting it go. That's mm-hmm. what he has to get better with with the timing, timing routes and anticipating based on the coverage and the route that's called and the and the the connection between him and his his, his receiver. Can you see that guy coming out of his break, see that there's a hole in the zone, and let it go, and know that your guy, when he breaks, he sees that ball, he goes and gets it. He doesn't have that yet. He can continue to grow with, in that regard. If he continues to put the work in, I, that I have no doubt that he will. Um, so for me, I think, I, and I have an article coming out on Dynasty Draft Room about Jalen Hurts. Um, I could see him in the second round for a team to meet third round the sweet spot where you get him, you put him behind an established veteran, and you just mm-hmm. let and you let him sit and learn, and, mm-hmm. and allow him to get better. Because um, I think the, the skills are there, the tools are there. You can use his legs, or if you do want to start him early on, I don't think I wouldn't. I, I look at it from an aspect of this: Deshaun Kaiser was drafted to the Cleveland Browns a couple years ago. Deshaun mm-hmm. Kaiser, I think, had the talent and skill set to be a quality starting quarterback, not a star, but a good starter. Or even just a, a, a guy similar to Ryan Fitzpatrick and some of these other guys who, you know, he may not win you playoff games, but if you need a bridge, this is the type mm-hmm. of guy you can, you know, while you mm-hmm. continue to build your team. But Deshaun Kaiser was thrown out there way too early. And, and he got killed. He got killed, man. And those, those, those and these NFL defenses will test you. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts is going to see some things he's never seen before. 
The, yes. At, 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 not at Alabama, but at Oklahoma. CeeDee Lamb and Jalen Hurts, I can probably count on my hands how many times they saw press coverage. It wasn't me. Mm. In the NFL, he's going to see a lot of that. So down. can you – exactly. Can you make those throws like we talked about with, with Justin Herbert? Can you trust your, yourself and the connection with your receiver and say, hey, I got Keenan Allen. I know he's one of the best route runners in the game, but he's going to get Stephon Gilmore. We did a big play, though. Like, can I can – I, can I get the ball to my guy? Can I throw mm-hmm. him open? Those are the yeah. plays that I'm gonna need to see from 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 Jalen Hurts. But he's growing on me. He's growing on me. I won't lie. He's growing. <laughs> well, all right. I'm gonna start off with Jake Fromm. I actually like Jake Fromm. Um, if he had, if he had any type like of him. his arm, <laughs> <laughs> if he if he had any type of real arm talent, he'd be a first round pick. Mm-hmm. But he, I mean, he, you want him to throw a 20-yard out, that's going to go and die after 10 yards. <laughs> and yes. he, it's just, he just, I mean, it's nothing against him. He makes the right reads. He, he, he knows what he's doing. He's directing traffic. He got mm-hmm. all the intangibles. It's just that he can't, he has the want to. He, he know where to throw the ball to. to. Mm-hmm. It just don't get there. And, and and it's like not like and it's not like uh it's not a, a distance thing. It's not a distance thing. It's a velocity thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if he's throwing the ball, and say all right, so say Justin Herbert throws a, a pass down the field and it takes uh two seconds to get there. Jake Fromm's going to throw the ball. It's going to take four and a half seconds to get there. I mean, and the corner the corner is going to go like, oh okay, he's throwing the ball there. I got a chance. I got a chance to run to the store real quick and then I can go intercept that jump. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's. That's how it's going to go because he just don't got the velocity to, and that's because that's the thing. Like everything is so tight in the league now. Yeah. Like coverage, the, the difference between an interception and a reception is is literally like half an inch or half a second. And if he don't got the arm strength to get that ball there, he he's not going to make it. And that's that's my only that's my only concern with him. He's going to come in. Like he's an excellent backup quarterback. He can come in and he's going to win you three or four games while you, while your quarterback is hurt. He could do that fine. He's he's gonna he's gonna be a backup quarterback in this league for a very long time, and he's gonna make a ton of money. Well, let me ask you this then. I mean, because mm-hmm. like a lot of people like Alex Smith. Like a lot of people have defended Alex Smith and said mm-hmm. he's a pretty solid quarterback for different reasons. Like he's a game manager for the most part. He's yeah. not gonna do anything to to lose you the game. Can Jake Fromm not have the same type of career? Like, why does he have to be a backup? Can he come in and just be a solid quarterback? Because like if Jake Fromm is just started starting quarterback, you always going to be looking for another quarterback. It's just like okay, he's all right, we can win with him, but we need something because because defenses are not going to respect his uh, his arm. They're going to put a cap on that defense. Like okay, we dare you to throw it over our head because we know mm-hmm. you can't. So it's going to be it's going to affect the whole offense. So he can. I mean, you can you can scheme uh, you can scheme around that. Mm-hmm. You can have a horizontal o- offense if you got the right talent around you. But eventually, it's going to be like uh, coaches are going to be like, okay, I need somebody that can maybe get a little bit more vertical. Mm-hmm. But um, he, I mean, a coach is going to love him because he he's everything except for the outstanding arm. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, I, 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 I was, the point I wanted to make was with, with Alex Smith. Alex Smith was also sneaky mobile. He was mm-hmm. a sneaky mobile quarterback. He ran that. You know, he he was under uh, Urban Meyer at Utah. And, you know, he can run that spread, that read option, different things like that, because he had some mobility as well. Um, and it took him 
took Alex Smith nearly 20 years to start throwing the ball downfield. When he was mm-hmm. in with Kansas City with Tyree Kill, right. when they got uh, Kareem Hunt. But, mm-hmm. you know, for the most part, I mean, when you got speed like that and the guy is getting open and, and just leaving defenders, yeah, I could think I could see Jake Fromm making the same throws, but like 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 Eugene said, like it's all about the scheme. Like mm-hmm. are you gonna ask him, offensively, are you gonna ask him to throw the ball downfield? Probably not. The mm-hmm. defense is gonna want him to. The defense mm-hmm. is going to run a more yeah. single high, physical press man type of all, a defense mm-hmm. to come up in your receiver's face, throw off the because with a with a quarterback like Jake Fromm, you're going to want to throw some timing routes. Now, what I will say in in his defense, let, this this past season he had some big receivers on the outside, um, mm-hmm. Cager, um, Pickens, and, and yeah. yo, listen, those legit six three, six four, six five type it's of guys. Good. Can Big. legit play above the rim. The one of my uh-huh. favorite sayings: "You want to throw it up, throw it up so high that the kids can't get it." That's you know, those are the type of guys he 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 he, he flourished with that. So, for example, uh-huh. you 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 take him and you put him in like Detroit, right? In that dome, there's no weather, there's no wind, uh-huh. and you got Marvin Jones, who's like six two, six three. And you have oh, Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay. He'd be all right. Kenny, yeah, Kenny Galladay out there. Neither just those two, but then you factor in. You got a nice little shifty slot guy, elder statesman in Amendola, uh, Amendola um, mm-hmm. that they resigned there. But at tight end, TJ Hawkinson, another six four. You know, big yeah. big weapon. I think he can work with that because he could just put. He, he throws. A, he throws a good ball. He's accurate. Mm-hmm. Everything Eugene said was was true. That arm strength is really a question. And it's really a mm-hmm. problem. And it's just, it's similar to, to me, it's similar to just being creative when you have a guy that's not that accurate, but he's mobile, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. how you guys were able to be creative with Lamar Jackson to help him in his progression, in his development, so right. he's not dropping back 40 times. If Lamar Jackson's mm-hmm. dropping back 40 times a game, you're going to lose. It's just is what it is. And we did. And you did. (laughs) You're going to lose. But when you can mix it up and you can keep that 50-50 balance or even 70-30 where you're 70% run, 30% pass, which you guys were most of the year, and Mm -hmm. you ran off what's almost – you ran off like 14 14 straight games or something like that, 12 straight or whatever. Yeah, 12, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you've got to be creative with it. So with Jake Fromm, you've got to be creative and find ways for him to use his arm – to where it's a strength and not a detriment, and that's the biggest part. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm glad you guys were nice with that. I thought you were going to be mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we, ain't, we, ain't, we ain't got the Jalen Hurts yet. Oh God. <laughs> <All right, goodness. laughs> go, go ahead. So, so Jalen. <laughs> no, I'm not going. I'm not going to rip Jalen a new one. I'm not going because I mean, everybody's going to think I hate him. I want him to fail and all that. I don't want him to fail. I just, I just. I see things that he needs to work on, and I don't understand the hype. But with Jalen, he um he's got all the physical attributes. Uh, when he was at Alabama, I didn't think he was an NFL quarterback. Oh, I looked no, at him. No, no. I looked at him like, oh no, he's not a he's not an NFL quarterback. And then he got to Oklahoma. I'm like, oh look at this. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, what I mean, he he progressed. He showed he showed a lot more uh, passing aptitude than he did in Alabama. With that mm-hmm. said, he still has a long way to go. Yeah. Um, if his first read isn't there, he's sitting there. His first instinct is to run, and you could tell. You could tell they tried to coach that out of him 
because he goes to run, but then he stops. Like, no, I'm not supposed to run. I'm supposed to go yeah. through these progressions. Right. right. And, and and that's where he gets stuck because he's like, all right, so what are progressions? So <laughs> now he's trying to now he's you can literally see him sitting there thinking like, is that guy open? Is that guy open? Is that guy mm. and he and then after a while after a while he's like, all right, you know, what, forget it. I'm just going to run. I'm going to do what I do best. And then he's going to run for 15 yards. And then you know it's first and ten. You get to do it all over again. But the thing with Jalen, if I'm a coach and I'm taking Jalen, um, I'm not taking him in the first round. Um, right. I'm gonna try and take him in the in the early third. Hopefully he falls there. And I'm getting a QB coach, and I'm saying, Coach, this is your child now. This is your responsibility. You make him into a grown up. Mm-hmm. And for a year, maybe even two years. I, him and that quarterback coach are working, working, working. He's going to be my project. Mm-hmm. You can turn him into a starting NFL quarterback. You can turn him into a good one. The question is, how long is it going to take? It's right. not physical with Jalen. It's meant for me. It's not. It's not physical with Jalen. It's mental. Mm-hmm. And he first he needs to learn a playbook. He needs to get his mechanics down, and he needs to know what he's looking at and trust his eyes. Mm-hmm. And like at, at, he's he's a lot more raw than the rest of these other quarterbacks coming out. So it's going to take him a while to you know to get up to speed and to and to be a productive quarterback. Could you see a team using him like Taysom Hill is used? They could. I don't think he would go for it though. No, right. no. Uh, I don't think he would do it. But and I, I don't blame him could. because Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill coming out of college was probably one of the more inaccurate quarterbacks I've seen in my life. Um, mm. and, and, mm. and so the role that he plays now is perfect for him. Dude, you're a gadget. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's perfect. Yes. But Jalen Hurts could legitimately be a quality starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. Taysom yeah. Hill could not, and that was the big no. difference. So, no, he no. wouldn't go. He would not go for that junk um, because he's just like, no, I'm not I'm not yeah, running no, a slant is. to get smacked by some linebackers. And, yes, mm-hmm. I am. And strong, and I could probably run some guys over, and all this, but I'm not putting my body at risk like that. Uh-huh. Um, one thing I will say, similar uh, to, to add on to what Eugene was talking about, with him still struggling to work out of the pocket and stay in the pocket, pocket discipline and awareness is something I always talk about with quarterbacks. And you uh-huh. always can tell guys who are more mobile than others because when you got a mobile quarterback or a guy that has some mobility, they know, okay, first reading it there, I'm going to kind of get to the, oh, no, I'm running. I'm, I'm out of here. And it's just like, you know, ha-ha, David. Oh, I'm out of there. Like, you, they just get out of there. But yeah. with, like, you know, with, with Jalen Hurts, he, he kinda, you can see him battling in the game where he's just kind of, he's kind of mm-hmm. like tucking his shoulder. Like, he wants to put that foot and plant it and go. And then mm-hmm. when, he didn't, when, he didn't, when he didn't do it, you will see him drift to the mm-hmm. left. He drifted to the yep. left a whole lot, and it because a whole lot. that was one of his exit routes. of his exit route. So he was like, "Okay, mm-hmm. okay, coach, I'm still in the pocket, but I'm drifting. So mm-hmm. once I get out this tackle box, it's over. I'm just letting you yep. know right now. I'm gonna <laughs> drift, <laughs> but, and I'm gonna keep my eyes downfield, coach. I'm doing what you told me. Mm-hmm. The moment I pass my my left tackle, I'm out of there. Like I'm out. because I'm not in the pocket no more. So it's yep. like he he struggles with that, trying to find that 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 balance of being, hey, I can drop back in a timing and rhythm offense, plant mm-hmm. that back foot, and let that ball out of his hand. Sometimes mm-hmm. you see it, and sometimes you don't. So, But right. that's why he's such an intriguing, I would call him the enigma out of mm-hmm. the, the and I, I'll kind of give the spoiler. I said in my, my article, he is a quarterback 
that if you if 15 years from now, he's the quarterback that I could see out of any quarterback in this draft that will make everyone say, how did we pass on him? He mm-hmm. has that type of potential. Ability, yeah. Yeah, just because his, his work ethic, his heart, and everything mm-hmm. else, he's that type of guy. He, you know, he's going to work hard as can be. Mm-hmm. And if he, if he figures it out, you know what I'm saying? He no, could be he's a gonna complete make a coach problem. famous. Yeah, if he, he figures can, he it out, make a, yeah, he can either make a coach famous or he's gonna get him fired. Right. One so or the I, other. I, I have one more question about Jalen Hurts before we go into the last year's draft. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what the Ravens are gonna do with RG three because I saw reports that we might trade him or release him or anything like that. Do you think that it will be a good or bad move for the Ravens to pick Jalen Hurts up and maybe have him back up Lamar? Um, mm. Like we were saying last week about mm. Tyrod and Cam, yeah, you don't really have to change too much with the offense mm-hmm. um, if you bring, if you have those two guys. I'm looking at Jalen Hurst the same way. Do you think the Ravens have time to really put into another young quarterback? Do you think that would be a good move for us to make, or not? What you think? You I mean? don't think so. I don't think so. To make him like like maybe if you wanted to make him your third quarterback, then mm-hmm. yeah. But to make him your backup, no, because like Lamar Jackson get hurt and you go to Jalen Hurts. For uh, three or four games, you're gonna go zero and four his rookie year. And, but if you want to, because he need he, he needs development. Like mm-hmm. I, I, me personally, I would want my backup to be a, a veteran, somebody that's been through the wars before. Somebody I know. All right, you can hold the fort down for a couple of games while my top guy is injured. You putting a young guy in, and it's like I, I, you don't even know what you're getting. Mm-hmm. And, and God forbid that uh, the defense finds out his weaknesses before you do. They gonna eat him alive, and then you probably just ruined a young quarterback because he's gonna right. be shell shot. So I yeah, I wouldn't make him your backup uh, right off the bat. Um, to make him your third uh, quarterback, your 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 project. I mean, maybe you know draft him, develop him, and then flip him for a second round pick. You could do that, mm-hmm. but I'm not depend I'm not depending on Jalen for nothing year one. Yeah. What, so, what you think, Damian? So hold he, the clipboard. <laughs> <laughs> like, Eugene almost swayed me, man. Because I got don't get earwax on the headphones. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Eugene almost swayed me. So, my, I'm, I'm sticking. I'm, I'm gonna say yes. If I was y'all, I, I was the, re- the reason why I say yes is the Lamar Jackson impact on him. You get two, and I'm gonna say because it it, it's the elephant in the room. It's the truth. You get two proud young black men in the same ro- uh, same locker room. And you allow Lamar Jackson, as the, the leader that he is, the motivator of men that he's becoming, to kind of teach mm-hmm. this young man, hey, I was you coming in. And right. in, in, in training camp, I want him attached to the hip of, Lam- of Lamar Jackson. Like, listen, I couldn't, like Lamar said, and one thing I love about Lamar Jackson is his honesty, his openness. He said, mm-hmm. I couldn't throw a spiral my first year. Mm. Because right. the size of the footballs are different in the NFL than in the in college. NFL, yeah. So he knows the struggles of being that young, black, mobile, athletic quarterback that people mm-hmm. wanted to change positions and he was inaccurate yeah. and all this. He knows that struggle. He, he, and he, he feeds off of it. That's why one thing I always tell everybody, I'm hard on Lamar Jackson because I want him to be great because I'm such a fan of his. If Lamar Jackson truly figures this thing out, it's, it's over. Like, it's mm-hmm. lights out for the league, except for, like, Patrick Mahomes. That's going yeah, to it's, that's it's, gonna be yeah. his arch nemesis. That's going to be the Tom Brady, Peyton Manning for the next 15 years. It's going to be AFC those championship every men. year. Exactly. Yeah, that would be dope. I'm no, that. it would not be. I don't want to see that. I would, I'm for that. Um, 
But that's what you, that's what you would get if he figures it out. If he continues to figure it out, let's put it like that, because he's already figured it out for the most part. He's just got to mm-hmm. continue it. So you take him, you have him pretty much put Jalen Hurts under his shoulder. And, and, and kind of for me, I would draft Jalen Hurts with the aspect of being blunt with him. Like, listen, what we're going to do is give you the chance to develop. You don't have to walk it because some other team could draft you behind some some veteran that they don't have a they don't really care mm-hmm. if that veteran mm-hmm. goes zero and eight you are starting week nine oh buddy like right. you are starting right. week nine and we may not have you ready for week nine and that's the problem <laughs> so so in that case you go to you go to Baltimore you sit behind Lamar Jackson and you mm-hmm. learn. And you learn from the from get it from the horse's mouth, man. Get it from the guy who went through the same struggle you're going through, and yeah. I'll have him help you. And, and and he takes him through the off season workouts and off season routines of, okay, how did you get better as a mm-hmm. passer? How did you get better with anticipation and timing and understanding when to get out of the pocket, when not to get out of the pocket? Is nobody mm-hmm. better to teach a mobile quarterback pocket presence than a mobile quarterback that has mastered? pocket presence and if Lamar Jackson can continue to master that that's the perfect situation for him because think about it he sits behind Tom Brady mind you that will be great for his career as well for two years and learn from one of the greatest of all time but Mm -hmm. for Tom for he he can look at Tom Brady and say listen you don't really know the urge of being a mobile quarterback and Uh dropping back everybody's covered and you're like I gotta get I gotta get out of this pocket Tom Brady yeah. said, no, you need to just shuffle your feet, slide, move, yeah. trust your mm-hmm. offensive line, trust your guys. Yeah. You know, if yeah. you want to get out the pocket, get out of the pocket, but get out of the pocket to look to throw the ball, not look to run. Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. is a little different. He's going to look to run. Once Lamar Jackson breaks that contain, it's oh. over. He's going for 10 yards because mm-hmm. like, he's so fast. Jalen yeah. Hurts, you know, he runs like four, I think four or five or whatever, four or six. Something like there. that. Still fast for a quarterback. Still, still fast mm-hmm. for his size, so he still can get mm-hmm. you that 10 12 yards, but at the same time, the difference is Lamar Jackson is extremely elusive and he doesn't take those big shots like that. Now, Mm -hmm. he started taking some bigger shots later in the season because guys started to square up on him more. He got to to get better at sliding. Call Russell Wilson, baby. Learn how to slide. Learn a baseball slide. Mm -hmm. Jalen Hurts isn't a guy that usually slides. He slides a little bit, but nine times out of ten, he's not going to get out of bounds. He's going to try to run somebody over. He's going to try to mm-hmm. make somebody feel him. And in the NFL, with these safeties gonna learn and these linebackers, you cannot consistently do that. We look at Cam Newton. Oh. The Panthers use Cam Newton as a battering ram his entire yes. career. And now and his now body is breaking he played like a, down. Him, him and Andrew like played like linebackers. Like They looked like they were looking for contact. Yes. Neither one of them has ever seen a linebacker they didn't care not to run over. Like They, yeah. they didn't care. Andrew right. Luck, people didn't realize how mobile Andrew Luck was or how strong Very he was. Mobile. Yes, Andrew yes. Luck is like an ox. So he's like, yeah. listen. Yeah. I'm a, I'm already getting hit early in my career anyway, so I'm tossing off defensive linemen and linebackers. Yeah. When I get in open field, little cornerback, you get in this stiff arm, baby. That's just his yeah. lower the shoulder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and that cost him. And exactly, it's costing both of them. And mm-hmm. so it's just about, all about being moving, being smart. But I think Lamar Jackson would be a tremendous mentor to him. And then, like I said, you let Jalen Hurts know, hey, Lamar Jackson's our quarterback. What we're going to do is develop you, and we're going to flip you and get you a starting yep. job. And that's what we're going to mm-hmm. do. And you you showcase him all preseason, the all games preseason where you're blowing people out, and you mm-hmm. and, and, and Lamar, you don't want to keep 
you don't want to leave Lamar Jackson in. Let Jalen Hurts come in in that third quarter. You're up 24 points. What does what does it matter? You, if you're playing uh, the know. Bengals and you you're beating them by 30, and it's uh, five minutes left in the third quarter, say Jalen, you got the rest of this game. Go out there and show uh-huh. these teams what you're capable of. Exactly. Heck, if he goes out and puts up 20 more points, that's adding to his highlight reel, baby. Right. So right. it is what it is. That's how I look at it. It'll be interesting to see how all of that plays out. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we can move on to the 2019 NFL Draft, the first round. Mm-hmm. So what I'll do is I'll just name each team and player, and then you guys can, you know, give your opinion on the grade that you give that team. Mm-hmm. All right. So we'll start with number one, Kyler Murray with the uh, Arizona Cardinals. What do you guys, what do you give him, Damian? I give him an A. Kyler Murray, and I've been saying this leading up to the draft. At first, I wasn't, I didn't want them to move on from Josh Rosen because I felt like it was unfair because Josh Rosen was dealt a bad hand. The offensive line was one of the worst he in the was. league. Their weapons agree. was mm-hmm. terrible. They couldn't do anything. He was a sitting duck, and he's not mobile, so he was getting killed back there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I understood. David Carr. Your facts, David Carr. But That's I understood. I didn't think don't about that. But... Don't start messing with him today. <laughs> but listen, when I look at it, you know, and I, and I understood what Cliff Kingsbury was doing, bringing in a guy that fits his system, and he understood, hey, this offensive line is not that good. I need a guy that can move and make some things run around. on his own mm-hmm. and create on his own. And Kyler Murray did that. He, he, And like I said, go to YouTube, find the Arizona Cardinals YouTube channel, and watch their documentaries, man. It, it will just – the trust that those veterans had in, his, in this young man, he is their guy. So I say they got an mm-hmm. A. You know, they won like five or six games. They tied one game, uh, which I think was the, was it the first game against the Lions? Yeah. Um, yeah. And that was a game everybody thought they were out of. Everybody thought they were out of that game. It was like, Came what happened back. to the Kyler Murray hype? And it was like, it's week one, man. Like, relax. And then like, here she yeah. comes in the fourth quarter, and he just, hey, what's that song? I don't, I don't even, was it the, uh, the Drake and, um, and, and, um, Future song, for that flip moment, that, yeah, flip the switch. He flipped that switch <laughs> in the fourth quarter, and he looked like a whole different player. So, for mm-hmm. me, I think now with DeAndre Hopkins and Larry Fitzgerald and Christian Kirk, Andy Isabella and um, Keyshawn Johnson and and and, um, oh and Hakeem Butler, they have a and not to mention Kenyon Drake, who had a resurgence of his career with him mm-hmm. in the backfield. Now you put you 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 build up that offensive line. I give them an A. I think they are not too far away from being a legit contender in the NFC. What do you think, Eugene? Yeah, I can. Anytime you get your franchise quarterback in the draft, you get an A. And he is he is their guy. This kid threw for thirty seven hundred yards his rookie year, twenty touchdowns, twelve picks, eighty seven uh eighty seven percent passer rate, sixty four percent completion percentage. All all those numbers just going to get better. Because he, you could t- like at point he's a he was a rookie. He didn't know what he was doing back there. He wasn't he's not, he wasn't reading all the coverages. Everything was new to him. This second time around, he's going to be like, oh, I, I remember that defense from that game. And mm-hmm. he's going to know where to where to throw the ball to. He's going to know he's going to manage his mobility even more. He's going to use the threat of his mobility to manipulate the defense. He's man. He's just going to be. He's going to be good. He's gonna be good. It's gonna it's gonna be fun watching him and Russell Wilson fight over at NFC West. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Eugene, what do you think about Nick Bosa too with the San Francisco 49ers? Oh yeah, that's an A. They I mean Nick Bosa. I mean he's a I mean he's I mean what can you say? He's a player, he's a ridiculous player coming off that edge. Um the things he, he can do I mean, what can't he do coming off that edge? It's like it's nothing he can't do. 
he they, yeah they get an A. I mean it's not much to say about Nick Bosa. He just he just a dog man. So yeah they get an A. What do you think, Damian? Same. He, a legit A. He kind of he rounded out that defense and they needed a guy. They had two guys that could rush on the inside with um with Eric Armstead and and the Forrest Buckner, but they needed that legit edge guy because Solomon Thomas honestly isn't an edge guy. He's more of an interior um kind of three technique rushing. Um, out in between the guard and attack and the guard in the center, um, but Nick Bosa complete a, a a monster off the edge and not just pass rushing, but he shut he he stuffs the run on the on the outside as well, sets the edge versus the run. He's a complete a. He really mm-hmm. boot, helped boosted that offense, that defense, and that defensive pass rush. Yeah. So we'll move on to number three. The Jets pick Quentin Williams. Damian, what do you think about that that pick? What do you give them? Uh, for, their, for his rookie year, I give I actually give them a C plus. Uh, Quinnen battled some injuries, um, and he did what his impact did not always show up on the stat sheet. Uh, but if you really look at the the film and, and the all twenty two film, what we call the the eye in the sky, and you were able mm-hmm. to see him handle those double teams, hand, you know, be a two gapper, and that wasn't something that you would that you ex- usually when you see two gappers, you see a guy like Vita Vea, Nadamakin Sue. You know, those mm-hmm. like guys mm-hmm. that just from a physical frame, they look like they can handle two offensive linemen. You know, and, and Quinnen still, to me, what, what, you know, what we always call it the grown man body. I, to me, Quinnen hasn't even developed his grown man body yet. He still looks like so? a kid. No, he still looks like a kid. I think, you know, you know, of course, he has to make better decisions off the field. But mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. as he continues to stay oh, yeah. all, in it, that, <laughs> exactly, um, you know, uh, Mr. Not, Mr. Glock Nine, you know, um, <laughs> no, no better. You're a New York fam. Um, Let me sell some stuff that's legal now. Okay, exactly. Like, um, so Jeez. you're sitting there, and I think in the NFL weight program and strength program, adding more muscle and, and getting more physical as well. I think he's going to be even more of a monster. But I give him a C, C plus mm-hmm. somewhere. And Eugene, what do you think? Ah, uh, yeah, I give him a solid B. Uh, he's one of those guys where you gotta actually see, like like Damian said, like you gotta see his impact on the field. You're really not gonna appreciate what Quentin Williams did until like they get some real speed rushers on the outside, maybe at yeah. the at the uh, on the edge. Then you're gonna see um, that you know, because you know he was getting he was getting the double team, he was getting the main focus. Mm-hmm. So you, it's not a whole lot he can do. But once you put other people around him, then you're gonna really see. Uh, the type of player he is and the type of attention he he draws, um, but he's yeah he's a solid player. He's playing over sixty percent of the snaps, pretty much every game that he played. I mean, so he pretty much was a plug and play defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I give him I give him a solid B. So we'll move on to number four. I hope I say his first name right. Is it Cleveland Farrell? Oh, Cleveland. Oh, Cleveland. 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 Cleveland Farrell. Yes. Got one. Some old down south name. Yeah. So, what do you think about him, Eugene? Cleveland, he um, I thought he was a reach uh at that high up. Um, he's okay. I, I see. I say a C. He's he, you know he did. Stop he, being I nice, think, I think bro. he was overdrafted a little bit. Stop being nice, bro. Like no, like, no. Stop being nice. Like we're not gonna do that. This I wasn't gonna be mean this week. Get out of here. My bad. You go ahead. I, 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 you go ahead, bro. Because I got something to say. Should I tell you like it is? Smoke. So you hey, must have some smoke coming. Bro, listen. Smoke coming through my ears right now, man. 
I was grading on the curve. I was this, this, on the this curve. is the pick that pissed me off the entire first round. <laughs> I swear to God, this pick pissed mm-hmm. me off so bad. But you continue. Go ahead. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I say I'm being nice, and I'm, I'm playing good cop this this week. So I'm gonna give him a C. Um. I thought he was overdrafted. I think he has he has work to do. I'll say that. He has work to do on his game. That's fair. And, um, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. So, what do you think, Damien? <laughs> Clearly, Farrell, when you say reach, that was an understatement. Um, I want to make sure I, I don't, I, 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 you know, I'm a little older now. I'm 30, going to 31. So I'm trying to remember the, uh, I think it was from, uh, it was not, not X-Men. What was the video game? What was the guy? The guy with the long reach was it Dow Sim? Street Fighter. Street Fighter was it Dow Sim? Dow Sim, yeah. Yes, this yeah. was a Dow Sim reach here. Like <laughs> I sit here and I'm like, okay, because we're gonna talk about the next guy, uh, or the guy that came after him a couple picks later, in Josh Allen. This was a perfect oh. situation for Josh Allen. Now, I'm gonna throw out some some stuff here for you. This guy was a top five pick, right? Out of mm-hmm. he, he, he rushed the passer a hundred or more times last year. Mm-hmm. He had a, a pressure rate of 8% of his rushes he got pressure on. Only 8.6% of his rushes he actually won. So mm. I'm sitting there and I'm just like, that's no. Like three snaps a game? That's bad. That's bad. Not even that. He got outperformed by, by a guy that was drafted 125 picks later, Max Crosby. Yeah. Max Crosby had eleven percent, like eleven and a half percent pass rush win rate and a ten point mm. seven pressure rate. Completely different players. Max Crosby was out there putting in work and mm-hmm. being a actual pass rusher. I don't know what Cleveland Farrell was doing, <laughs> but it wasn't rushing the passer. So no, this is an F. I'm sorry, guys. This is a flat out F. This this pick. Oh my God! Like I was sitting there, I was like, "Oh man!" John Gruden said, "What did he say after getting after getting rid of uh, Khalil Mack? All the different stupid sound bites. Uh, mm. You know, pastors don't grow on trees. <laughs> you know, remember that? That's stupid mm-hmm. saying. We mm-hmm. all know that. Yeah. You got rid of one of the yeah. best in the game. So we think with the fourth pick, you're gonna get a great one. You gonna get a guy that's gonna come out there and get eleven and a half sacks like Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. you got a guy that I don't even think he got six. So." No, um, four. He got four. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> Cleveland Farrell, Raiders Nation, Las Vegas, nothing but love for, from South Carolina here from me. But Cleveland Farrell, them all. Uh, he's a Clemson Tiger. He, he's from South Carolina. He played in South Carolina, and he's a, he would have been a good player at thirty-two, but at mm. number four, he's a bust. No, sorry, <laughs> too early. Too early. Let's, he, like, let's, let's move on. Let's move on to number five, so Damien <laughs> might not be as upset about this. I don't, I don't know. Um, number five, Devin White with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What do you grade them as, Damien? I give. As? I give. Once he got healthy, um, we started to see. He, he you know, last year mm-hmm. it was a couple what we call freaks at the combine: DK Metcalf, mm-hmm. Devin Bush, and it was him. Yeah, one of them. And he was the other Devin. The the Taylor two Devins, both running the four fours. And mm-hmm. you saw that he was his 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 nose for the football started to show midseason. Once he started getting his, his health right, he started Healthy. getting under he started getting under himself, and he started understanding the game. He was out there like in coverage, 
Like, he was legit dropping in coverage, making plays, mm-hmm. and, and, and he did that, you know, and I love what I saw from him. And, um, you know, and then, of course, yeah, he got beat sometimes. That happens, right? Mm-hmm. He's a rookie. But as he started to gain his composure, he started to show who he was in college. I give them a B plus. I think he's going to be the middle line. And let me mind, mind you, we, and Shana, you called it a couple of weeks ago, re-signing the Dominican Sue. Put, putting and um, having him and um, and uh, Vita Vea back in front of this young man mm-hmm. at the middle spot. That let listen. We always yeah. we always talk about it, what what mm-hmm. Nata did for Ray Lewis. These two mm-hmm. big men are going to keep de- keep these offensive linemen off of him. I expect him to make a lot more plays in twenty twenty. Oh yeah. What do you think, Eugene? Uh, yeah, I give him an A. I like Devin White. Um, I, I, he had injury issues early on, so he didn't play a lot. But once he got on the field, I'm looking at his snap count, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%. Mm-hmm. They, don't have, they don't ever take him off the field. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's on, on third downs, like on third and one or third and 11. That means, that means his coverage is, is like that. Mm-hmm. And not to mention, he got 4-4 speed. He know where to see ball, get ball. We saw that at LSU. He, know, he knows where to find the ball. Mm-hmm. So he, yeah, And just the fact that Tampa Bay just got some beef in the middle just to keep him clean – you got a you got a two hundred thirty pound linebacker run, that runs a four four running free with nobody putting hands on him. Mm-hmm. He's going. He, he had ninety one tackles uh, last last season. He's going. He's going to get hit triple digits, and I expect that sack count and the interception count to go up. So yeah, I give him an A. And he won Rookie of the Month in November last last season. So mm-hmm. that was dope too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, moving on to number six. This was a hot topic when Ooh. it happened. I actually was in Atlanta for a drag party that we had, and I saw my boy Gerard have a mental breakdown. Yeah. He made this pick, but, but but that's his man. That's his man now. Oh, Danny Dimes. Um, so, so, so you, what do you think about what do you think about Daniel Jones, aka Danny Dimes, the New York Giants quarterback? What do you think about that? I, I liked him coming out. I mm-hmm. like Danny Dimes. Um, I looked at first thing I looked at him like he's not the most physically gifted guy in the world. Um, he's got a little bit of mobility, but I looked at his decision making. Like he makes this quick decisions back mm-hmm. there. Um, with the Giants, he made quick decisions. He didn't make all. He didn't always make the right decision, but it was quick. Mm-hmm. But he, I think he's got upside. I think he's a legit uh, quarterback in the league. Um, I think I think he's their guy. I, I believe the Giants believe in him. Mm-hmm. Um, I give him I give him a B. I, 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 yeah, I give him a B. What do you think, Damian? I actually I, I like Danny Dimes as well. Um, I actually was trying to prep Gerard. I was like, listen, a lot of talk was that Haskins was going to be the pick there. I said, like, listen, what I was hearing is that Haskins probably was not going to be the top, the second um, quarterback selected, and it was uh-huh. either it was going to be between Daniel Jones or Drew Locke, and it was Daniel Jones. I tried uh-huh. to prep him for that, you know. Um, but why didn't you know already Haskins wasn't going to be? Oh, never mind. I think I think he they wanted Haskins. I mean, like, a lot of uh, it was yeah. Haskins in New yeah. York. Um, yeah. Yeah. Said why? Oh god. Um, <laughs> for me, I, I, like I said, I like Danny Dimes. I give him a C plus. Um, the only the only reason why in the sacks for me, I, I attribute to half his half his his, his fault, half offensive line. The offensive line is just is. It, it needed oh, yeah. help. Nate Solder was a turnstile. Turnstile. Um, and, and he was, he showed that, you know, the prior year in New England as well, uh, before he got the big deal. And they're trying to mm-hmm. get rid of him now, as they should. 
But, you know, Danny, Danny Dimes at times, Daniel Jones will hold on to the football and, and, and take sacks. Um, but not just that, but he was turnover prone. Like, mm-hmm. he, he turned the ball over a lot. And, and for me, that need, that that's what he needs to work on, being more efficient and better with the football. He was fumbling a lot, threw some inter- too many interceptions. But mm-hmm. he has so many, he has a lot of bright spots too. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like looking, you got to sift through the, the, the good and the bad and, and, mm-hmm. and take it for, you know, what it was. His, he was a rookie, and, you know, Elon Manning didn't, you know, he, he was there just to hold the clipboard, but basically. Um, yeah. But I think don't Daniel look, don't, Jones. Don't be disrespectful. Leave Eli alone. I'm just saying. Oh, Eli has his, his uh, victory lap. He has yeah, retirement he has victory tour. Lap, you know, um, yeah. I, I, all I felt like is that I felt like Draymond every time the Giants game came on, like, Eli, you're not Peyton, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Like you know what I'm saying? Nobody nobody's coming to see you no more, fam. Let me oh stop my God. Shout out to Eli. He, you know, enjoy retirement. But yeah, I think yeah. Daniel Jones, I give him a C plus and I think he is their QB of the future. Improve mm-hmm. the old line, but he just gotta clean up some things. I think that he can clean up the turnovers as well though, yeah. because Lamar Jackson yeah. had an issue as a rookie. Like that was my issue with him, besides like on top of the, being able to throw too. But Lamar turned the ball over a lot as a rookie and he corrected that last year. So Daniel Jones has the uh, he he can do that he can change it as well. Um, so moving on to number seven, Damian Josh Allen, Jacksonville Jaguars. What grade do you give him? I give I give them a a, a B plus easily. Mm-hmm. Um, you know one of the better pass rushes that came was coming into this class, and he showed it. Mm-hmm. You know he had eleven sacks in the season, um, and, and he was able to 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 win, especially because we knew he was a. It's more of a stand-up guy coming out of college, but he had that e- e- type of elite burst off the line, and he was able to make things happen against against ta- left tackles and right tackles. You can move him around, but he is a legitimate pass rusher coming out the edge. Mm-hmm. I want to see him develop more uh, pass rushing moves, more counter moves, um, than besides just the, the dip and rip um, mm-hmm. off the speed rush. But if he can develop that, get that a consistent spin, uh, a consistent in-and-out move, you know, two hand chop. Get those. Continue to get those that that array of moves. I think he will continue moving up to the A A plus range. But I give him a B, B plus. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Eugene? Yeah, I give him the same. I give him a B plus. Um, Josh Allen. I remember two years ago he was flirting with the draft, and I'm like, Yo, this kid needs a year. He's not strong enough yet because he he was he was like I think he's about twenty pounds lighter than what he is now, and you could see it. His arms were like. A lot smaller. I'm like, oh, this kid needs to go back to school. Mm-hmm. And he went back to school, and to watch the improvement he made mm-hmm. that year, like how much stronger he got, how much, how much better he got with his pass rush moves. I'm like, oh, this kid is a player. I, he he's going to be a good one for a couple of years because you could tell he puts the work in, he develops, and 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 just, I mean, his rookie year, what do you have, like 10, 10 11 sacks his rookie year? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but same, yeah, same thing as Damian said, like get get your get your pass rush moves uh better. Don't mm-hmm. don't just rely on that speed rush. Get you maybe get you a club move, get you a swim because you know they're gonna be bouncing you from side to side now because you know you're a proven pass rusher. They're gonna give you the most advantageous. Uh, matchup. Mm-hmm. So I just want to see him keep on doing, keep on doing what he's doing because he's just keep on progressing. Uh, either, I mean, whether they got him standing up or putting his hand in the dirt, I think he can do either one. But yeah, he's gonna be, he's gonna be a problem. Uh, so I give him, yeah, I give him a B plus. Okay, and moving on to number eight, T.J. Hawkinson, the Detroit Lions. What grade do you give him, Eugene? 
I give them a probably B because he Hawkinson is a good uh, good player. I don't know if he was healthy that whole uh, a whole year, mm-hmm. but from what I've seen at Iowa and what I think he's going to be, especially there because they need they need tight end production there. Um, I say I say it was a good pickup. I, it wasn't. It wasn't the his. You haven't seen the best of him. Yet. You haven't seen exactly what he is yet in Detroit because I think he still has a ton more upside. Because I, I like to pick when they made it, so I give it a B plus. And what do you think, Damian? I give it a C uh, mainly because he was injured, so we couldn't see him. Like it's pretty much what what uh, Eugene was saying. We couldn't see him put on the show that he was able to put on in college. Um, you know, we saw week one and he had everyone excited. Week one, he had six receptions for 131 yards and a touchdown against a Cardinals defense that did struggle against tight ends all year. But still, he came out in his first outing and he and he balled out. But, you know, he, he battled injuries all year before being shut down with an ankle injury. And then, of course, Matthew Stafford ended up getting hurt. It just was a, a you know, a weird season with injuries for Detroit. So I give him a mm-hmm. C. But I think, you know, as, as he – Comes into the next season, he stays healthy. Uh, hopefully, he stays healthy. We could see kind of a, a George Kittle 2.0 type of player, a dominant mm-hmm. run blocker and a dominant receiver in the in the passing mm-hmm. game as well. And moving on to number nine, Damian, what do you think about Ed Oliver with the Buffalo Bills? So with Ed Oliver, I actually give them a B minus. Um, to me, Ed Oliver is he handled he handled offensive linemen pretty well. Um, he, he he's undersized. He's not that tall, and he mm-hmm. doesn't weigh the most either. But he is a strong and physical player. And but the one thing we didn't really get a chance to truly see is we didn't get to see him truly be unleashed as a pass rusher mm-hmm. that we saw in college. In college, he was like people were comparing him to Aaron Donald. That's how that's how freakishly yeah. Athletic he was in college and everything else. When you put mm-hmm. it, his sizes, well, his undersized um, frame as well as his power and, and quickness. But I, I really, de- I definitely think you know going forward as they continue to, to move him around a little bit, you know, slide him a little further out, a little little closer in, and not just allow him to be not not allow him to get caught too gapping, um, mm-hmm. uh, in, in especially in the run game. But against the, in, in the pass, get him against those guards going forward as he gets better and gets stronger. And, and you know more mature as a seasoned veteran, I think this will, this grade will go up. But right now, I give him a C, C plus. And what do you think, Eugene? Uh, I say yeah, I give him a B. Um, he's a talented player. Uh, he's a he's got a he's got a specific role. He needs to be uh, shooting gaps. You don't want him too gapping too much. Mm-hmm. Um, he needs to be shooting those gaps, getting penetration in the backfield. And I give it a B because he's in the perfect place to do that. Uh, mm-hmm. Sean McDermott is an aggressive head coach. He wants to rush the passer. He wants pass rush coming in. And and he's going to get the best out of his guys. He's a very good coach. So I think he's in the best place to get uh, the type of production that he's capable of. Um. He he definitely needs to bulk up. He's never going to be um, he's never going to put on a whole lot of weight because I think it'll sacrifice his quickness and he makes his money with his quickness. But he, uh, if you can get some, some protection on either side of him and just tell him go get the quarterback, shoot those gaps, use your pass rush moves, go get the quarterback. He will be an uh, uh, excellent player, and like I'm, mainly, I give him a good grade just because he's in the right place to he's uh-huh. in the best place to do it. 
Okay. And moving on to number 10, we have Devin Bush Jr. of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Eugene, how do you grade him? Um, See, I mean, Devin Bush is a very good player. He's, mm-hmm. I mean, just like Devin White, he's a very good player. He's going to be one of their guys uh, for a long time. But, you know, still, they had to trade up to get it. Mm-hmm. They had to pay, and they paid a lot to get him. So that's the only reason why I don't give it a B because they, they gave up a whole lot to get him. But Devin Bush is a very good player. Sideline to sideline, very fast. Another guy, another guy. He's one of these new linebackers. He's 6'1", 230, 220, something like that. And they run a 4'4". Your linebackers got to run a 4'4 now. Mm-hmm. And he's one of those guys that can do it. And he's playing in that 3-4. They allow him to roam free, go make plays. He's the, he's the new Ryan Shazier. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and he's and he's he's a very good player. So yeah, I give him uh, what I say. I give him a C. And what do you think, Damian? I give him a C as well. Um, and I, I really love Devin Bush. I think uh, as he continues to mature and get better, um, you know, the grade will go up. But for me, the the thing that was alarming for me is like he he has to calm down. He's so fast. It's so mm-hmm. electric. He plays too fast at times. So it's like you know, and, and that. Kind of similar to Ryan Shazier. Shazier eventually slowed mm-hmm. down, but Shazier would run himself right out of the run play and run into a block and get mm-hmm. blocked, and here comes a, a, a big play up the middle. Or he's running so fast that he he gets to the in the backfield, but he misses the tackle. And Devin mm-hmm. Bush was like that a little bit. But the thing that kind of alarmed me more so is he has to slow down, trust himself, and and allow himself to read things a little better, especially in the passing game. He was targeted 60 times. He allowed 44 receptions for 437 uh, yards, and he allowed five touchdowns in, 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 the, in coverage. Got mm-hmm. to clean, clean that up. In the league where the tight end is prominent in, in majority of the NFL's offenses, you know, he has to get better. He got beat, you know, I saw him, got, he, he got beat by Jack Doyle uh, pretty badly, too, um, against when he played the Colts. He just has to, you know, he's, he's a rookie. He's got to get a little bit better. And, yeah. and be more disciplined, but I think he is a slam dunk pick for them. Um, you know, if he didn't play as shaky in coverage, I would actually would have gave him a B, B plus. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it's not fair to grade number eleven because it's Jonah Williams and yeah, he didn't incomplete. play, so we yeah. just skipped to go to number twelve. Rashawn Gary, Green incomplete Bay Packers, <laughs> incomplete again. I don't. I don't... <laughs> I don't so you know don't what in the world. I don't even know what in the world happened. I forgot he even got drafted. Like uh, it, it was just like what what happened? Like I was like, oh man, you know, I was picturing him with the with the Smith brothers, and only thing I heard about was the Smith brothers. I was like, mm-hmm. and somebody mentioned Rashawn Gary. I was like, wait, he did get drafted. Yeah, he kind of forgot about him. Yeah, I thought he was still in college. So I was like, what happened yeah, to this I'm, kid? And he was he's a freak athlete too. He's <laughs> he one is. of those lightweight speed dudes. And he uh I think I think he should have been drafted in the four three. They should somebody, yeah, somebody yeah. probably should have kicked him inside. I think you would have heard about him a little bit more. I think he could have been kind of a DeForest Buckner type. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because I really liked him. I'm like I like but I liked him for a four three. I like cause I wanted to bounce him outside on certain downs, bounce him inside because I think that's where his his real mismatch is on the inside. Yeah, so. I mean he he recorded out of 120 pass rushing snaps last year, he recorded 13 pressures. Oh. Six of those pressures were he was pretty much not he was unblocked. Like yeah. so, mm. 
that's not good. I give them that's incomplete. Bad. They did. They didn't even really like snaps wise. They didn't use him a lot last year. Mm-hmm. So because they didn't need him. Also, I mean, yeah, I was, I was about to say that you, too. You. Yeah, that too. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a really good point, Shannon. They really didn't need him. Um, no, they they. Well, they needed him, but he wasn't ready for the role they needed him. He in. wasn't ready for the role. They yet. struggled and they, and they against has, the run. Yeah, they had and, so much production with the, for the other guys. So yeah. it really wasn't. If he can, deal. if he can, kind of help clog up the paint in the run game, stop letting those those teams rush them on the inside, and kind of mm-hmm. be that defender that helps clog the middle, and then getting those passing downs, and you can kind of kick him in that three technique. Yeah, then you can see him you can see, flourish. Yeah. yeah, you can see him flourish after that. All right, so we'll go to number 13. Eugene, what do you think about Christian Wilkins of the Miami Dolphins? Solid pick. I give it a C. Um, he's, uh, you know, he, he's a plug-and-play defensive tackle. Um, you're not going to – he's probably not going to wow you with the sack numbers and all that, but he's no. he's a solid he's a solid guy. He's going to take on the uh, double teams. He's going to allow your, your edge rushers to, to get where they need to be at. He's just going to be your solid tackle for, like, the next five to seven years. And he and he's learning some pass rush moves. He's I mean he's definitely an athlete for a man his size, but you know you're playing with the Dolphins, so who knows how your career is going to go? So. Exactly. What do you think, Damian? I give him a I give him a C minus. Um, and I think he's a good player, but we need to see him see more from him. Um, mm-hmm. Out of 299 pass rushing snaps last year for the Dolphins, he he literally registered two QB hits and one sack. That you know, mm-hmm. so he's mm-hmm. not you know. He's not going to flash you with the 11, 12 sacks. He's not Aaron Donald, none of these other guys. But you would like to see more pressures and more QB hits at least. For me, from an interior guy, if you don't get the, the sacks, I want to see QB hits. I want to see you get to the QB, you know, push the pocket in the middle, help collapse the pocket for your edge defenders, things like that. And he, he just got to get a little bit better with it. But, you know, hey, you can get better with time. Mm-hmm. And number 14, I mean, it's kind of hard to rate him as well, and rate him as well because – his injuries, but um, yeah, Chris Lindstrom, uh, Damian, what do you think about him? Potentially, I think he is he he could be a legit player for them, but you mm-hmm. know him get you know starting off slow and then he went on IR in the first in the first game, I believe they they, mm-hmm. they lost him to the Vikings. So of course it's yeah. an incomplete grade, but I definitely think coming back healthy and, and and gaining that camaraderie and that chemistry with his fellow offensive linemen. I mm-hmm. truly believe. I'm gonna say this: we could see if, if everything, every, everybody's healthy in that O line in Atlanta. We could truly see a resurgence of Todd Gurley. Mm-hmm. Oh, because they got uh, what's his name, McGarry down there too. Yep, mm-hmm. same tackle. Yes, because yeah, um, just judging from what from what I saw at BC of uh, Lindstrom, I like him. Like you can, he's he, mm-hmm. he's a right guard. You can pull him. Uh, he's got strength at the point of attack. Um, you just gotta see where he's at with his injury. I think he broke his foot. So you gotta see where he's at with the injury, see where he's at, you know, in training camp and all of that. But I think, yeah, mm-hmm. I think he's gonna be a very good player. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what the Falcons do. I think, like we said said before, they're offensively they have a lot going on that it should work. Just gotta see how that defense clicks. So that'll be interesting to see what they do. Um, but I'm interested to see what you guys think about the next pick because mm. a lot's been said about him. Um, mm-hmm. number, number 15, Dwayne Haskins, nice. Washington Redskins. Eugene, what do you think about Dwayne? Uh, uh, the grade I give them is uh, F plus. Um, I didn't, I didn't think Dwayne Haskins was one a first round quarterback, two ready to play anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, 
he 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 get pressure in his face. He get happy feet. He start doing the Watusi back there. <laughs> he he. I mean, his tape is his tape was frustrating, and like and, and it's like as soon as as soon it's like a chain reaction. Okay, he got pressure in his face. There goes his footwork. There goes his footwork. There goes his accuracy. Now you watch somebody do a pick six dance. I was like, what are you doing, Dwayne? He's got talent. He can play a little bit, um, but he needs time. Mm-hmm. He I, he really needs somebody to hammer in the importance of footwork and to not panic when you get pressure in your face. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the Redskins did him any favors whatsoever. Oh, not at all. They never no. did. No, I mean, ridiculous organization. Mm-hmm. Um, but they they didn't give him any favors and i mean you see you you saw you saw it last year he wasn't ready to play and now like they're down on him they're probably more i mean it's a new coaching staff in there that's not their guy so he's got to prove himself all over again and learn a new playbook mm-hmm. yeah they um yeah that's a waste of pick for the redskins what do you think damian uh, i give him a d uh he, he he played a little bit better down the last like four games or so down the stretch like to so the offensive line you know that they, they they have an issue with the Trent Williams thing and, and you know that's my thing is like they're, they're talking about getting Tua I'm like dear God no please don't send Tua right there. right like, oh God need, no I don't need Tua going to that hell hole. no don't do um, that to me. I'm good on that if I was um, Tua I go back to school like mm. I would I, if I was Tua I'm pulling the Eli like there's no way I'm yeah, playing for y'all I'm bro. not playing for them mm-hmm. I'd rather play for saving exactly I'm, I I'll wait. I'll wait till next year. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I'll legit wait till next year, bro. I'm not doing this. But mm-hmm. um, I give him a D. I mean, like I said, I mean, the, the outside of Terry McLaurin, and, and they do have a young kid, Steven Sims, who's who's a who's a who's a player and a gamer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, slot guy, returner guy. But you know, Terry yeah. McLaurin's a real deal receiver. They, they need help at tight end. Uh, cause I think Vernon Davis retired, and they got rid of. Um, Mr. Concussion and Jordan and Jordan Reed, he stayed. Oh, home. he kept in concussion. Yeah, he kept. Yeah. You know, yeah, he could. He could not see his full potential through. But um, so I give him a D. Been I mean, retired. His hand, his you know, it's it's like for Dwayne Haskins is legit like playing poker, but having the probably the worst hand possible. That's what he was dealt. That's what he was. That's what he was dealt. He was mm-hmm. dealt the worst yeah. hand possible. Going to the Redskins with the lack of weapons, the lack of offensive line, the lack of continuity in the front office, yeah, lack of coaching, no, everything, lack of common sense. Jay Gruden is probably lack one of, of the worst coaches in the NFL. Yeah, and where you go for any young player is important, but where you go as a quarterback is very important. Hey, very location, important. location, location, man. Definitely, location is everything. Um, going to number sixteen, Brian Burns from the Carolina Panthers. Damian, what do you think? I give them a B minus. Um, Brian Burns, I was high on him coming out, and um, you know he. The difference was, I think for me is like you know they that defense kind of changed like a hybrid three four, mm-hmm. and you know with his, they call him Spider because he's so long and athletic mm-hmm. and just kind of agile and nimble. Like I, I think for me, he is a pick that's going to help them in the future going forward. I think he could be a legit rusher off the edge. Um, a lot of people were trying to, you know, compare him to Alden Smith, but you got to use him in that Alden Smith role early mm-hmm. on to where mm-hmm. you don't have him trying to set the edge 
against the run. You bring him in on those third downs, third and eight, you bring him in. That's fresh legs off the bench. Uh, third and 10, third and 12. Your defense needs a, a, to, to get after the passer. This is a guy that you want to get one-on-ones with and give him those those reps over and over again to where he continues to, to grow and progress as a pass rusher. But I think they got the right plan for him. Uh, they got the right player in him now, but mm-hmm. they have to have the right plan for him going mm-hmm. forward. Yep. What do you think, Eugene? Yeah, I think uh, sky's the limit for this kid. Uh, I think coming out, I think I think he needed to get a little bit stronger, put on a little bit more weight, which he eventually will. He mm-hmm. probably has already, but he eventually will. Just looking at his stats, he had seven and a half sacks. And I look at his snap count. Every game, he played less than 50% of the snaps. So they were using him, using him as a situational pass rusher. Mm-hmm. I expect those snaps to increase, and I expect the production to increase because his speed off the edge is legit. It's not a lot of tackles that can catch up with that with his speed rush. And if he adds some pass rush moves uh, to that, the sky's the limit. Hmm. So, yeah, I give it a give it a B. Okay. And moving on to number 17, Dexter Lawrence of the New York Giants. What do you give him, Eugene? Uh, that was a solid pick. Um, I give that, that a B. Um, you kind of, kind of got to be like, you know, got to wait and see because Giants are a train wreck. But he, oh, he, uh, two and a half sacks, and he went to an incomplete team. Mm-hmm. So it's, you can't really grade him because they're, they're probably asking too much of him. He's trying to learn the game on his own. But he's a solid player. He come, you know, from he come from that Clemson line where pretty much all of them were draft prospects. Um, he needs more people around him mm-hmm. that's going to, uh, you know, that's going to get the pass rush on the edges and that'll make life easier for him. But, I mean, he's a solid player, so I give it a B. And what do you think, Damian? I give it a B as well. Um, you know, he's a he's a legit run stuffer. Um, he can mm-hmm. he two gap, but he's quick for, to be, for a guy his size, 6'4", 342, 345, somewhere in there. He's quick on his feet and offensive linemen will kind of get caught off guard when he, shoots up the shoots the gap and he's in their face he's blowing by him and he's splitting the double team so i think as they continue to add pieces to that defense i think that he will his grade will of course go uh become uh, a better grade because i think he will be able with him and leonard williams they're an interesting pairing um i just mm-hmm. don't know the defense that they're going to run out I, I hope it's a four i hope it's a four three i would rather see a four three but um, I think they're going to run it. Exactly, for me, with those two guys. But I think they're going to probably run a 3-4, I think. So just kind of depends. I think they, they need to add more players on defense. But as you make that defense better, you're going to really see the fruits of your labor with, with uh, Dexter Lawrence. Mm-hmm. And number 18, Garrett Bradbury with the Minnesota Vikings. What do you think about him, Damian? I give him a C. Um, you know, he struggled at times um, this year. Uh, but he, he's a, to me he's a he's a good player. Yeah, and uh, one thing I always you know when you look at the offensive lineman, it it's a transition going from college to the NFL, um, especially in the interior because you're going to see guys that you did not see in college. You're going to mm-hmm. see the Aaron Donalds. You you know what I'm saying you're going to see a lot of these the Dominican Sues and Vita Vita Vez. You're going to see guys that are physically on a different level than you are coming in as a rookie, especially mm-hmm. on the interior. So. I give him a C, um, you know, but at the same time, you, you look at the production they they had in the run game, one of the better run teams in the league, as well as being um, they they were able to to keep Kirk uh, Cousins upright for the most part. He has mm-hmm. something to do with that too, so I give him a C. And what do you think, Eugene? Um, Garrett Bradbury, I give it an A. I like him. 
I like him a lot. I liked him a lot coming out. Uh, he plays guard and plays center. You can put him pretty much anywhere in that interior, and he holds his position at the point of attack. Uh, you see Minnesota, they're a team where they like to run the ball, and he's that's right up his alley. He can get it. I always look at offensive linemen, and I say, can you move another man uh, move another man out of the way against his will? Uh-huh. And Garrett Bradbury is one of those guys that can do that. Uh, his ideal position, I probably would say, is center. So that way he's the tip of the spearhead and he can just like he can just open up running lanes for him and he's also got their quick feet for a pass pro too so yeah i give him an a i think he's just a legit starter on your interior offensive line for the next five six seven years hmm. and moving on to number 19 jeffrey simmons of the tennessee titans eugene what do you think about him um he's, he's coming off of acl so he uh only played like mm-hmm. half the season uh, half the season got like two sacks, but I really, really liked him coming out, and I think he is—he's uh, he, big, but he's got that 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 ridiculous type of quickness mm-hmm. to him, where he can shoot, where he can shoot the gaps. He had the strength and all of that. He was one of those guys that he had that nonsense about him because he got in a fight and I, he hit a woman uh, back in high school. Mm-hmm. He got he got a whole lot of grief for that when he was in the draft. But oh, wow. he, um, yeah, yeah, he. Uh, but he he's a very good player. I think um, he just just another year removed from that ACL because he looked he looked sluggish when he came back. I'm like that's not that's not what I'm used to seeing from him. He looks uh-huh. sluggish coming coming back, and that's I mean that's to be expected when you got a big man with a knee injury. But I expect him to uh, to start the year off next season. I expect him to be to be very very good. Uh-huh. And Damian, what do you think? So for me. When it comes to Jeffrey Simmons, I like to give mm-hmm. him a, uh, I give I give him a C plus because one thing I liked about him, like like Eugene said, he was kind of sluggish coming back. You could tell, mm-hmm. you know, he wasn't really he was. Well, I always tell people, being athletic, being active, and being football active are two different things. So he was he was not in full 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 game shape, but you know he saw football shape. In, in, yeah, in football shape, but. Against the run, he was a monster against the run, stuffing mm-hmm. the offensive linemen, not letting them get back to his linebackers. And I think next year, you know, once we 2020, whatever, whenever we get back to football and get back to normal uh, post COVID, mm-hmm. I think you will see him as the pass rusher that he was coming out. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think he will be a legit player for them. But I think he was a luxury pick, and it kind of worked out for him. So I give him a C plus. Now, this next pick I thought was going to be perfect for my man, Joe Flacco. But, I mean, you know, we all know how that turned out. Mm-hmm. So, um, at number 20, Noah Fant, Denver Broncos. Damian, how do you feel about him and his season? I give him a, a C. Um, he wasn't much of a blocker coming out. Um, but he was a talented receiving uh, tight end coming out. And, mm-hmm. we knew he, you know, I think he ran in a four fives, four four somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. He, he's an athlete. He's an athlete guy. Mismatch in the in the passing game, but he just doesn't offer much as a as a blocker. But for mm-hmm. me, I think you know going forward, I guess I give him a C because he he really didn't put his stamp on the game, and he had some drops. He had some issues with drops, and you know, to me in college, his hands yeah. weren't the he he didn't have the most confident hands and the most natural hands. But I think with Drew Locke, you know, spearheading the offense going forward, I think you're going to see a lot more from Noah Fant. So I give him a C. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Eugene? Yeah, it gets a C. 
Um, yeah, the drop issues was real. He had that's that's followed him uh, all through college and a little bit in Denver. But he's a playmaker though. He's one of those move tight ends. You put him out in the slot, and you can you put him you can put him at a regular tight end spot. Don't expect him to block a whole lot. That's not his thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you get him out and you get him on the scene. You get him uh, doing the curls, the drags. You get him out in space. He can he can really run. He's a good player, and that I mean that's evidence. He had like a couple of games. Where he had over a hundred yards receiving. Yeah, I'm, I know. I remember he had one long long uh, play, like a seventy five yard play, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, this guy can really play. But he's yeah, he's a good player. But um, I guess if you wanna if you wanna do twelve personnel with him. You want him to be the receiver. You need you need another uh, you need another blocker to go with him because mm-hmm. he's not going to give you he's not going to uh, give you what you want in the blocking game. But he's going to do numbers, especially with Drew Lock now. He's going to do numbers in the passing game. Yeah, I think so too. Um, so at twenty one, we have Darnell Savage with the Green Bay Packers. Eugene, mm-hmm. what do you think about him? Hey, I love him. He is uh, he is a player. I like him a lot. He's fast. Uh, he can. He's I guess. He, I guess you, you could want to say he's a free safety net. He can line up in the slot, take away your slot receiver. He can be a single high in the back. He's got that type of range, and he's a physical player. A lot of a lot of these defensive backs, they don't like to tackle anymore. This guy likes to tackle. He likes to hit. Mm-hmm. And he's got an awesome name. <laughs> that gives him an A right there. Facts, facts. Darnell Savage. I give Darnell Savage a uh, – I give him a B. B. Yeah, yeah, B. Yeah, B. He was a Swiss Army knife. He was a do-it-all guy. Jack of all mm-hmm. trades for them last year. He, he would play like like you know, saying he played free safety. He played in the box. He played in the he played slot corner. He did everything. And for me, with his natural athletic ability, he's he's a, he's a legit athlete with speed and quickness. Um, I think you know, because one thing about it, he didn't make a lot of mistakes um, mm-hmm. playing uh, free safety. The passing. Like I kept telling everybody, I, I knew that defense for the Packers would be improved. Their passing defense, along with the, their coverage, along with their pass rush, was much improved from the prior year. They just got to shore up that run mm-hmm. game. And yes. if you shore up the run game and you just let him kind of be – turn him – I would like to see them use him more in the Earl Thomas role. Let him kind of play more behind and let him become that become that playmaker for you. Use that sideline to sideline speed to, to – to, to work those angles in the passing game, but at the end of the day, I give them a B because he's he's a good player. Okay, and number twenty-two, Damian, what do you think about Andre Dillard of the Philadelphia Eagles? I give for me, I give Andre Dillard because he he didn't play all season, if I'm not mistaken. He didn't play a so lot. He, yeah. So he played yeah. in fifteen games. Played in fifteen games and started four. Yeah, yeah. So he didn't. Yeah, he didn't start all all, all fifteen. I give them a C minus. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like Andre Dillard. One of the things when I wanted to see him get stronger in the weight room and to transition into more functional uh, strength in the in the run game. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know he was a polished pass pass uh, protector coming out. Um, I think he only I think he allowed fourteen percent pressure uh, pressure rate was fourteen percent and left tackle so. He has to get better with that. He allowed like nine pressures, um, you know, in a few games combined. But I think going forward, you know, of course, NFL, you know, NFL weight program, getting stronger and just, you know, maturing as a player. I think he'll be just fine. I really liked him coming out. He was actually one of my top rated tackles. I think he was my second rated 
tackle after Jawan Taylor, who somehow fell to the second round. But mm-hmm. yeah, so I, I like I like the uh, Dillard for the for the Eagles. I give him what's that C, C Dorian. Okay. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Uh Let me tell you about Andre. <laughs> so he, um, I give him a C. I give him a C. He's a he's a very good uh, pass protector. He's got excellent feet and he can move. And you and pass pro, he's going to be able to handle speed rushers, no problem at all. Thing about Andre is he needs to get mentally stronger and physically stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. In training camp, he uh, he got in a fight, he got in a fist fight with one, you know, some undrafted free agent, Joe Schmo, somebody. But you know, they got in a legit fist fight, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, bet. I like my offensive lineman feisty. I like that. But um, after that, he went in the locker room and cried. Like he, he he literally cried. He like what? his tears down his eyes. He cried. <laughs> he grown man. He was crying. So coaches didn't like that. Uh, oh I didn't God. like that. Yeah, I didn't God. like that at all. I said what? But you know he um he was backing up Jason Peters. Jason Peters got hurt. That's where he started the four games at, and he was okay. He was okay. Those four. No, no. He started three games at left tackle, and he was okay. Um, you could you he was he was what you thought he was. Because he had on pass on pass downs, he was good. He and he had the feet, he had the movement, he was good. But when guys decided to bull rush him, put their hands right in the middle of his chest and move him back, he didn't have much of an answer for that because of his lack of strength. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where the Eagles did him a disservice. At uh, the fourth game, they needed uh, they uh, Lane Johnson got hurt, so they threw him in at right tackle. He had never played right tackle a day before in his life. And that was a bad move by the Eagles because he wasn't prepared to play right tackle. But it was also a bad look on Andre because he quit. They benched him by halftime because he was like, okay, I'm not good at this, so I'm not even going to try. And and you can see it in his effort. So the coaches benched him by halftime, like, okay, you're out, you're done. And that's the last that we've seen Andre for the rest of the season. Mm. But now, fast forward to now, he is going to be our starting left tackle coming into the season next year. The coaches, they got with him, you know, they got on him about a lot of stuff. And, you know, the word was like, get stronger, mentally, physically mature, get stronger. Don't be crying no more. <laughs> so he's a work in progress. I say he's a C. They have high hopes for him. They think he can be a real player. And he just needs. He needs time. He needs a lot of time, and he needs to grow up a little bit. A lot of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the, the next pick, I don't know if you guys want to talk about him either because he kind of had a shortened season, but um, top 23, Titus Howard with the Houston Texans. Uh, reach. Reach. Go, go, gadget arm, reach. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, quick story about that. Um, That's why the Houston Texans, they panicked. That was a panic move because the Eagles got word that the Texans were going to take Andre Dillard. They got that's why they traded up right in front of him. That. that they traded up and got him. And then the Texans, that's a straight panic move. Because the Eagles liked Titus Howard, they but they liked him in the second round. Mm-hmm. So and so, to see the Texans take him right after Andre Dillard, I'm like, oh that's a panic move. They they would they got they got caught with their pants down. <laughs> so that's that is that was a total reach for them. And I, as I recall, I think he's playing guard now. He's not even playing tackle. So I think he no, it's the other offensive lineman he drafted, Matt Sharp. Mm. He's mm. playing guard now. Uh, Titus mm. mm-hmm. is playing. Mm-hmm. So they they tried Titus out. I think at both tackle spots. 
Mm-hmm. He did not fare too well at the on the left. Mm-hmm. He did not fare too well, I think, on the left side, uh, but on the right side, he kind of found his niche. Um, you know, going mm-hmm. forward for me, like I said, I'm, I can't really give it a grade because he wasn't healthy enough. Um, but I do think that there's a there's a reason for optimism for Deshaun Watson because I think with Matt Sharping and with Laramie Tunsil most likely coming back because they're working on a long term deal with him mm-hmm. and then um, having this young kid. Uh, who they technically have for four more years with the fifth-year option to continue to develop. Yeah. I think that they are, they can build a wall in front of him that can mm-hmm. allow him to sit back and make the right reads, make the right throws. And, of course, now he's going to need And look that. at all the people not named DeAndre Hopkins. Exactly. Because <laughs> yeah, he's going to have to look at everybody else not named DeAndre Hopkins because DeAndre Hopkins is in Arizona. So, no. um, so yeah. So oh, I, I, I can't, I'm going to give it an incomplete, but I think that there's a reason for optimism for this O-line. And a pairing of him and Laramie Tunsil with Matt Sharping at guard is a good base to start with. Mm-hmm. Now, I kind of think we're both of you are going to go with 24. I think I know. Oh, yeah. But um, how do you grade Josh Jacobs thing in with the Oakland Raiders? Can you give me an A? Like, <laughs> man, listen. Mm-hmm. Josh Jacobs, and I, I tried to warn the people, man. I tried to warn the people coming into last year's draft that he was the best running back in that class, man. Nobody would listen to me. But um, Josh Jacobs, man, he, he he's a powerful runner. But he's mm-hmm. elusive too. Like I, I remember, I did some uh, some film cutups early in the season, uh, you know, a couple months ago, just showing against the Green Bay Packers his his ability to just dodge defenders in in, in a phone booth. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just his elusiveness. But like I said, he's got power. And the thing about it is he has an underrated game um, uh, of catching the football out of the backfield. They yes, use him enough yes. that because uh, he, yes. he used him well with that in Alabama. I want to see him them use him more. In that regard, but he 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 broke sixty nine tackles as a runner last year. Um, that was seven more than any other running back in the NFL. So mm-hmm. <laughs> this this kid is the real deal. He's just so hard to tackle. Um, mm-hmm. and, and they have a they have a star. They have a legit star running back. Yeah, in, in, mm-hmm. uh, in Las Vegas. So he gets mm-hmm. <laughs> Vegas. And what are you thinking? Yeah, it's an A all the way. He's a complete running back. They didn't use him enough in the passing game, I don't think, because uh, mm-hmm. he is he's a legit weapon out there. He can run. I mean, you've seen him at Alabama. He can really run routes as well. Mm-hmm. And the thing that sets him apart is he has the skill set. He has the size, but he is so feisty and so physical. Like he he has no problem putting his shoulder putting his shoulder in somebody's chest. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you see, he you can even see it when he's blocking. He he wants to demolish somebody even when he's blocking. He yeah, he's just a he's just a legit player. He checks all the boxes. He's he's just a solid running back all the way around. They, yeah, that was an excellent pick right there. And moving on to number twenty five, we have Marquise Hollywood Brown, the Baltimore Ravens. Eugene. Hi. How do you grade him, Eugene? Uh, that was good. He was hurt for a little bit, but he, um, even when he's not catching passes, he brings a different dynamic to the offense. That's the thing about with, with Hollywood. You got even the minute he steps on the field, you gotta respect his speed. Mm-hmm. It don't it don't matter whether he's lined up in the backfield and the slide or on the outside. You gotta respect him running past somebody because you know he's gonna do it. So for him, I think that's a good and that's an excellent. Uh, pick for the Ravens right there. You got somebody. You, it gives you space for your tight ends to operate, and he gives you uh, space for Lamar Jackson to operate. He gives you space in the run game. 
he 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 bring it's it's not about the number, which he will have the numbers. He's one of those dudes. He's probably going to have catch like maybe only fifty balls, but it'll be for like a thousand yards. He's going to have about seventeen yards per reception, seventeen eighteen yards per reception, because that's what he is. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, more important than the numbers is the threat that he brings to the offense, because the defense has to account for him every right. down of every game. So, and he has to manipulate their game plan in order to account for him all the time, and that opens up other spaces for the Ravens to attack. So, yeah, I think that's an excellent pick for the Ravens right there. I give that an A. And what do you think, Damian? I give you guys a I give you guys a B plus. Like I said, he was injured a little bit. But, it, it, you know, he had 43 receptions, 563 yards receiving. And, you know, he was the top receiver on your team. Uh, but when you look at it, he had the highest passer rating when targeted. 137.5 of any wide receiver in the league with 50 or more targets. And with his explosiveness paired with Lamar Jackson in that run game, Lamar loves him. He has a crazy chemistry with him. This was the move. I give you guys a B plus. All right, and number 26, we have Montez Sweet with the Washington Redskins. What do you think about him, Damian? First of all, so his name, his name is actually Sweat, but when you said Sweet, I thought about the, the when he was drafted. It was a lot of – I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to get it. It, 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 um, it matches it was, up. It matches up. It was, a, it was a lot of stuff what? that went on when he was drafted. And I'm not – nobody's going to blame – nobody's going to criticize me and call me a discriminator, so I'm not going to do it. But – uh, Montez Sweat. So, him, when he was drafted, listen. This is what I want you to do. When we get off of this podcast, I want you to pull uh, up on YouTube when Montez Sweat was drafted. The, mm-hmm. like, when he was drafted, he found out when he was at home, he was mm-hmm. hugged by a person. I don't know who this person was, but nonetheless, he was hugged. It was, a, it was a beautiful moment. For someone. <laughs> oh, is that the, is that that? Oh, that's yeah, the that's guy. him. That's the yeah. guy. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that. Yeah, yeah, that's him. That's, that's that. Him. Oh, that happened. So yeah, we're gonna um, we're gonna just we're gonna act like that never even took place. But, but anyway, yeah, Montez. Um, Montez Sweat. So with him, he, he's a, he's athletic. He's a little stiff hipped for me um, as a rusher. Um, he, mm-hmm. he he sets the edge very well in the run game, and but you know he's kind of a I'm not gonna call him below average. But he's an average to above average pass rusher. So he's he's not a guy that's gonna that is gonna his his pass rushing prowess doesn't match his athletic profile. Ability. So mm-hmm. yeah, he's not the guy that you're gonna see uh you know rack off 13, 14, 15 sacks in the season. I think if they draft Chase Young, that's what mm-hmm. he'll do. But mm-hmm. that'll be a legit tandem. But he's a guy that can get you anywhere from five to nine sacks a season. I, I give mm-hmm. him a C. Uh, because, like I said, he just didn't do enough for me in the pass rushing game. And, and, and in his position, that's what you want him for. Running the 4-4, mm-hmm. being as athletic and as strong as he is, you want him to get yeah. after the passer. He just didn't do it enough for me. So I give him a C. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Eugene? Yeah, I give him a C. Um, he's, a, he's a long, lanky guy. Um, I think he needed to get stronger uh, at, the, at the point of attack, and especially now. Because I give it a C because he uh, the, the Redskins is switching to a four three now, so more than likely he's going to have his hand in the dirt. I can't see him playing linebacker. Uh, he's going to have his hand in the dirt, and he's going to have to get a whole lot stronger in order to be dealing with uh, offensive linemen down in and down out. Um, 
he's a he's a solid prospect. I I seen the 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 four three. I mean that's that's cute. Um, nobody, <laughs> nobody's asking you to run forty yards down the field. No. Just get the dag dag on quarterback. But it's he. I think he. I think he will function better in a three four. He got he got he got legit seven sacks last season. So I say if he if he was to be put in the outside linebacker and let him develop in that role. I think he would be better off. Now I think he might have a little bit more trouble. Or maybe they just use him as a situational pass rusher with Chase with Chase Young coming in. So who knows how they're going to do it. But, I mean, he's a, he was a solid pick at that area. So I'll give it a C. Cool. Now, number 27, Jonathan Abrams, is the same thing as others, kind of incomplete. Well, is incomplete because he didn't even play. So we'll go on to 28. We have Jerry Teller. Tillery. Tillery. Tillery, yeah. What do you think about him, Eugene? Uh, I liked him coming out. Uh, he played, and he played a little. You know, he was a rotational guy in for the Chargers. He's a big kid, uh, very athletic. I think he's got a ton of upside. I think it's just going to take time with him. Mm-hmm. It's just going to take a while. Um, he played, you know, less than fifty percent of the snaps. I think he got injured for a little bit, but he's just he's a uh, he, he's a developmental guy. You got you they, they you take him. And um, you just let him work into his role because he's big, he's strong, he's he's very athletic. So you just let him learn the game and work into his role. I mean, to get the guy like that at the end of the first round, I, I get that to see. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Damian? Um, I give him a I give him a C minus. He just and I loved him coming out. You know, I, I really did. I was a, a fan of his coming out of Notre Dame, but man, like he really he, he kind of struggled. You know, uh, adjusting to the NFL. Um, mm-hmm. You know, especially being in the interior. In the interior, if you're an interior <laughs> offensive lineman or defensive lineman, it's going to prove if you're a man or you're a boy. Or not. Yeah, it's going it's to prove it really fast. Yeah. I think he has to just kind of de- get, get a little bit better handling those big physical men uh, on the inside. Those, those mm-hmm. interior offensive linemen are – they, they wrestle you. and they, mm-hmm. they, they wrestle you into submission. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and – if you're not ready for that, you're. It's going to come to it. It's going to be like a shock to you. So, for me, yeah. I want to see him get better. Use his length. Use his long arms. Use that reach to keep those guys out of his chest plate from from mm-hmm. being able to control his movements. Um, I give him a C. Like I said, I think the um, I think the potential is all there, but he just didn't show enough on on tape for me. Mm-hmm. And moving on to 29, L.J. Collier, mm-hmm. Seattle Seahawks. Incomplete. What do you think about? Yeah, what do you think of Lee? He got hurt, yeah. yeah. He got hurt. He didn't play yeah. snaps at all. Yeah. Um, I mean, for me, like, I, he was a reach anyway. But he was. Yeah, he was a reach regardless. But he, yeah. I, I give him an incomplete grade, and I didn't really get to see much of anything from him. Um, mm. But, you know, we'll, hopefully, you know, you know, hopefully this year he, he can come in and, and, and do something and not be something, hurt yeah. Yeah, he's another guy. I thought, like, I mean, at TCU, they had him on. They had him on the edge, rushing that defensive end. I thought, he, I thought he's somebody that you kick inside because he's like two eighty. I thought he was like a second, third round pick at best. But um, you kick him inside, I think that's where he will win because he's not that type of athlete where he's going to be a problem on the outside. He just not doesn't have that burst and all that. But he's technically sound. He's got all the pass rush moves. He's got the hand. And he's got the strength. Uh-huh. So I thought he would have been better inside, which, I mean, that's kind of like what Seattle likes to do. They like those tweener-type dudes, so I uh-huh. can see why they like them. But they just it's just a little bit of a reach right there. 
I don't even realize the Giants had so many first round picks last year. <laughs> yeah. So so at, so, at 30, so at thirty we have DeAndre Baker of the New York Giants. Uh Eugene, what do you think about DeAndre Baker? Uh DeAndre Baker was burnt toast this first year. <laughs> he got he got somebody let the got... toast on for too long. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> somebody put some toast in the oven and came out DeAndre Baker. <laughs> and, but he struggled he struggled his first year. I mean, but I'm but you know, the whole team struggled. I think uh I think they I think they expected a little bit too much out of him. They drafted mm-hmm. him thinking he's gonna be the guy because he had a lot of hype coming out. Right. But um he is he's I think he's a you're more of a number two cornerback. He's very physical. He's not he's, he's not the fastest guy. Uh you sometimes you question his deep speed. But I think he's a guy that you can you can plug into your system, but you need th- that's the thing with these with these some of these guys you just need more around them to see exactly what they are. I mm-hmm. think DeAndre Baker can be successful, but the position that they put him in uh last year, it, it wasn't ideal for him. So mm-hmm. and that's why and that's why he got roasted so much. Yeah. What do you um, think, Damien? DeAndre Baker, I give them a C minus no, I give him a D actually. Um mm-hmm. I give him a D. He was targeted 81 times. He gave up 41 completions. Uh, QBR allowed 99, uh, 50% completion percentage. So he was he gave up literally half of his attempts, legitimately half of his attempts. Uh, he, he allowed 665 yards receiving, five touchdowns, and allowed oh. a yards per attempt, uh, 8.2. Um, oh my god! No, he he had only eight out of out of eighty one attempts that eighty one times he was a, he was a targeted. He only got the got his hand on the ball eight times. He only had eight passes deflect defended. That is too low of a number for me. He should be a safety. He, athletically, he does not match up as a corner to me. Uh, uh, you know, in in college, I liked him coverage wise, mm-hmm. but they, in college they let him grab. He's really grabby. He's really handsy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it worked in cause against faster guys because when you can grab and hold them and slow them down, slow them down. it works, you know. But in the NFL, these guys are so quick at the, at the line of scrimmage, you know, if you do get a hand on it, it's, it's blatant and it's a flag. Yeah. And, and sometimes flag. you, when you try to reach for them, they beat you because they have they more nuanced receivers, and now they're they're stacking you and then they're gone. So I give him a D. Um, I think he should move to safety. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, maybe you give him one more year. I say you give him one more year. At corner, or at least a half a year, and if he's still mm-hmm. playing anywhere close to to the putrid level we saw last year, you need to move him to safety. Devin McCourty actually was, I think, uh, a rookie of the year candidate or something. He led the it was a tie for the league lead in interceptions his first year with the Patriots, mm-hmm. and he had like seven or eight interceptions as, at corner. And then the second year, he was getting his behind worked because he didn't know mm-hmm. when to turn his head around. They flipped him to safety. Now he's been a Pro Bowler, All Pro, yeah. things like that. It, it changes careers. So I just think mm-hmm. they may need to go ahead and make a move and change in the safety. Okay, moving on to number 31, Khalid, Khalid McGarry with the Atlanta Falcons. Damien, what do you think about him? Another Dowsim reach. Um, mm. This young mm-hmm. man had a heart issue. Um, <clears throat> oh, yeah, one. right. Yeah, this is the one. He had a heart issue. And he battled with that during training camp and preseason. And, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out a crazy stat to you. Hold on, let me find it again because uh, I had my notes up. Crazy stat for him. Um, he was well. First of all, Matt Ryan was tar- was under pressure on like f- 
almost 41% of his dropbacks. Mm-hmm. I mean, Matt Ryan's still not that good, but still. Um, you can't really do much when you're, like, legit being pressured. But when McGarry was, you know, he of course being a big part of that, on the right side of that offensive line, he was, I think, the only tackle, if I'm not mistaken, he's the only right tackle that allowed 10 or more. He, he allowed 11 sacks and 11 mm. QB hits. That's mm-hmm. bad. That's mm-hmm. bad. And he wasn't really good in the run game either. For a guy that's big and physical and strong, you got to get better. He's a, he's a little stiff. And me and Jeremy, when we was in, at the combine, said the same thing, watching him go through drills. He's stiff-hipped. And mm-hmm. I don't know if he can handle being a, a, a isolated tackle on the edge. But if mm-hmm. he can figure it out, like I said, with um, Chris Lindstrom and Jake Matthews and James Carpenter and Alex Mack, they could do some things. But they got to protect um, – uh, protect their investment. They paid this man over $100 million. They got to protect Matt Ryan and Caleb McGarry. I give him a, a D uh, because mm. he just was bad. He played bad, like real bad. Yeah. D minus, actually. What do you think, Eugene? Yeah, I give him a D too because the simple fact that they traded up to get him too. They traded up mm-hmm. for that guy. They traded up out of the second round and said, Caleb McGarry is our guy, even with the heart issue. Mm-hmm. And he traded up for a right tackle. Yeah, I, yeah, and and, and, it's, and you knew you knew his limitations coming in, so it's like, why do you trade up for that? But you know he's there, and um, the best they can hope for is to keep him at right tackle, make him one of uh, more of a, a power right tackle. Do your best to keep him from being on an island against these Ed rushers. That's where he's going to have his trouble. That's where he's had his trouble at. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to get him to get stronger. Because like that whole offensive, that whole Atlanta team, they built they built their team in the trenches to be smaller and faster, which hasn't worked out for them, quite frankly. But you know they're trying to get uh, bigger, they're trying to get uh, a little bit stronger. But that's, I mean, he he was a he was a bit of a reach right there. They could have went they could have went uh, in a different direction and then got a right tackle somewhere else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, last but not least, unless you're talking to Damien, because he might disagree. Mm-hmm. But yeah. um, last but not least, thirty-two, we have Nikhil Harry with the New England New England Patriots. Eugene, what did you think about his rookie season? Uh he was. I mean, he didn't do a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I give about a D. Um, he. Uh, well, I mean, you knew from the rip that he wasn't going to separate. He's not going to get deep. But you, you you hope that he would have, you know, been a big slot where you can catch the ball, run after the catch be physical or something like that, make your contested catches. He ain't even give you that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what good are you? Why are you here? So, I mean, as of right now, he, he didn't give you a whole lot of anything, so you got to give him a D. And and just hope that it's a better role for him next year. Mm-hmm. Well, Damien, you can close us out, but you need to be nice. Be nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, alright. So, Nikhil Harry. I'm going to give him a D as well. D to an I. So I would say I'm going to give him a D to incomplete. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> I thought he was going to give him a D-U-I. Uh, <laughs> he's going to get anywhere from a D to an I because he was kind of incomplete. He didn't come in. He didn't really hit the field to week 11 because he was hurt. Um, but I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. Even if we was healthy, I didn't see him doing much. I was actually and Greg, Greg Dustin, you know my boy G Money, who's a you know a uh, friend of the show. Um, he can tell you because I actually called him because I was in Tennessee at the draft when the pick came through, and, and when the, when the first round was over, I called him. We talked for about an hour and two, 
And I was like, and we got to, you know, we talked about all the picks. And I said, bro, I'm so pissed off. And he was like, why? I said, because we took Nikhil Harry. I was like, I did not want Nikhil Harry. I was like, Debo Samuel. Um, you oh, know, wow, yeah. you know, Terry McLaurin or, or DK, DK Metcalf. Like, DK Metcalf. Uh-huh. So many, you know, A.J. Brown, guys that actually can win one-on-one routes. Now, don't get me wrong. Nikhil Harry, is a, he's athletic. He ran a 4-5-3. Ran, ran I think he jumped 40 inches, 38 inches in the vertical. He had a nice uh, broad jump, you know. But when you see him on the field, I don't see four five three. It looks like he's running a four eight nine. Like mm-hmm. it, it's it looks like a struggle for him. So like mm-hmm. they 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 have to find a way to use him. So I give him a D minus, uh, kind of incomplete because he he was hurt majority of the season. But just you saw when he was on the field, he just did not match it with the offense. You know, uh, it was built on you know timing routes and, and separation and winning one on one. He couldn't mm-hmm. do any of that and. Hopefully, I know I, you know. I follow him on Instagram. I saw he's been he's been working his butt off, and he's a guy that I, I do believe will find a way to be successful in this league. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you when you're a first of one of the few first round receivers drafted by Bill Belichick, mm. and you don't come out and perform well, I'm just saying you kind of you kind of good look. Yeah, it's not a good look because Bill Belichick his receiver drafting. History isn't the best, so mm. you know I I kind of just rather. Teams, you know, let go of veterans and Belichick go and, sn- and snatch them in free agency than him drafting a guy in hopes to develop him because he has not mm-hmm. been able to do such. Uh, so I give him a D minus, D minus to incomplete. I'm gonna be fair to him. He was he he wasn't healthy majority of the year, and uh, I'm, I'm giving him you know I'm gonna give him another chance this year. If you caveat, if he repeats mm-hmm. the same type of performance. <laughs> just, I'm just gonna let you know right now. This call, this conversation gonna be much different next year. Uh, <laughs> I just want to say that now. But uh, yeah, I'll be fair to him because Shannon asked. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it for today. Um, so we'll definitely be back next week talking about whatever may be in the news or whatever you guys come up with. Um, as far as topics and the different groups that we're in. Did you guys have anything you wanted to say? Listen. As always, you know, y'all know how I go about it. I thank y'all for joining us and, and, and continue to hit us up and, and listen and subscribe to our podcast. Continue to show as much love as possible. Uh, right now, you know, with COVID, you know, going on and, and, and people being home at work, what's better to do when your kids are running around screaming and getting to your nerves? Pop on our podcast. It will help you get through the day. Yes, indeed. Yeah, hey, you're sitting at home, you're not doing nothing. Listen to our podcast. We will entertain you for about an hour, hour and a half. Then listen to it again. We'll entertain you for two hours. (laughs) Factual, sir. Factual. Mm -hmm. But that is our show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'm Jamie Parsons. That is Shannon Finch. That's Eugene Mm -hmm. Holt. Y'all have a good night. Good night. Stay safe, everybody. Wash your damn hands. (laughs) 